It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The new choice for sports talk in Michigan. Three homegrown guys that live and breathe local sports. That's how I roll. Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. How many guys does it take to be wrong about everything? Nothing to look at. Back to work, everyone. It's Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Well, 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 well. How are we all today? It's Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. It's a Thursday. I'm actually here to start the show. How's that, guys? It's really it's really encouraging when you show up for work. I really appreciate Congratulations it. Congratulations to me. You hate it when I pull rank, don't you, Drew? What? You hate no. It. You just hate it when I go big time on you. Just because I'm the lowest ranking member of the show, why would I hate that? Well, wait. Why would you rank lower than Jim? He's the Jim's, Jim's He's middle the management. <laughs> I have a useless title that makes me Drew's boss. What do you of. mean? What do you mean useless? <laughs> You're the big man. I hear lots of good things about oh, you. Oh, yeah, up, sure uh, you do. On our Philly and Grand Rapids. Anyway, welcome to the show. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, the Tigers are. They've cut some weight. They have cut Pelfrey. Gone. They've already cut Mark Lowe. We knew. Did you expect them to get rid of two out of the three, Sanchez, Pelfrey, or Lowe? I didn't. No. I thought they'd get rid of one. I thought they had to get rid of one of them. But just hey, to open up room on the roster? No, just because you can't trot them out there. <laughs> I mean, could you really, in good conscience, after yesterday, trot Pelfrey out there again? I mean, the guy is done. It's over. And he's only going to be able to live on $8 million this year. Hmm. Oh, that poor man. How, are, how will his children eat? Can we start a GoFundMe for him? <laughs> we should. We should. It's a really tragic situation that's gone down with him. But, you know, there's a, there, it's a good thing. Next year, that money will be off the books because they're going to start shedding these contracts over the next two years so that maybe it won't have to be such a drastic uh, breakup of this team because they're going to be able to start shedding money, and they've already shedded Lowe. Uh, they're going to shed Pelfrey after next year. Lowe's got a year left on his deal too, right? Mm-hmm. $5 million. So next year, that's $13 million. Jump change in the big picture, but then you can dump Sanchez after this year if you want to as well. Obviously, you're not going to re-sign him. No, oh god, no, thirty million gonna... bucks. Did you see Pelfrey's quotes though after after they cut him? Yes, I maybe kind of knew it was coming a little bit when they told me. I just apologized that I put them in that situation to make that decision. Well, I'm glad. Let I'm... me translate that for everyone. I'm sorry I sucked and cost you money. That's nice of him to say though. Yeah, I mean, a lot of players wouldn't say that. No, he knows he, he's been bad. He went on. He had some good stuff to say, and I'm pulling this from uh, Evan Woodbury at M Live. Had the quotes. He says, I feel bad about that part of it, referring to his ERA and struggling this spring. He says, I obviously didn't live up to my end of the bargain. I get it, man. Boyd and Sanchez came in here and pitched great. They made the decision the other day to put Sanchi in the pen, and I knew it didn't look good after that. That's the way it works. I got what I deserved. I mean, owning it. Isn't that a little bit, as much as I may have hated the signing when it happened, Right. I, I hated the way he pitched, and I'm yep. glad he's gone. 
I give the man credit he did for own owning it. it. Here's the thing, though. It's easy to own when the check still clears. Right. You know what I mean? When like, you're still getting paid for another <laughs> year. And, hey, I would never say give the money back. That would be stupid. But the fact is, is he's still going to get paid for the next year. He's set for the rest of his life. It's easy to have class and dignity when you're loaded. Right. <laughs> when you're not worried about feeding your kids. It's easy to have class when you can afford it. Exactly. And, but but still, not many athletes would have would have humbled themselves and said that. And he did. He humbled himself. And that's good, too. That's a sign of character. And that just goes back to what everyone has always said about Mike Pelfrey, is that he's a, he's a class individual and does the right thing. So, you know, that plays into it. He's not going to starve. Good for him. Uh, but I, it appears he's done. It's over. No more bats in the Pelfrey. And while I don't think we should praise the Tigers too much because this was obviously the right thing to do, these guys can't pitch anymore, Pelfrey and Lowe, I, I do think we need to point out that this is a deviation from what they were doing. Last year they were throwing both of those guys out there in games while they were trying to make the postseason. They had no choice, though, with Pelfrey because they just signed him. Well, and, and <laughs> I, mean, I want to throw Sanchez in on this, too, because they moved him to the bullpen despite the fact that he makes nearly $17 million this season. What I think is being said is the Tigers are prioritizing winning over money owed, and that doesn't happen with every team and every sport. Yeah. You see it where teams go, well, we're paying them. we got to throw them out there, and I hate when teams do that. The Tigers famously did that with Joe Nathan. Remember when he was Sloppy Joe? And he was serving up uh, meatballs. Sloppy Joe, that's a name from the past. He sloppy was, Joe, sloppy, sloppy, sloppy Joe. Joe. He was terrible, and yet he made $10 million, so he's got to be the closer. And I hated that logic. If he's not good enough, you're going to pay him either way. You're going to pay Sanchez, you're going to pay Pelfrey, you're going to pay Low. They're, they're going to get the cash either way. You need to run your baseball team to win games. And that's the message I took out of the cuts. The Tigers are going to eat that cost, but they're also going to do what's necessary to win the most baseball games. Yeah, I, I have, I like it. I think it's great. But you know what else it tells you? Doesn't it tell you this is your last swing at the title with this core? Mm-hmm. It really that that's the first thing I thought was, oh, they're not going to screw around this year. They're going to go for it. Verlander's on record as saying this is it. Miguel's on record as saying this is it. They know that this is it for this core. And I'm not saying they're going to get rid of Verlander and Cabrera, but the fact is, is you're going to know a lot about this team by June 1st. Like, if they're out of the running, it's over. They're going to start selling chunks. And if they're in it, as Jim might hate, they're going to go for it at the deadline. You know, but you got to do one or the other at this point if you're the Tigers. And I like the fact that they said, you know, uh, to your point, Jim, we're not worried about what you're making. We want to win this year. Well, that's the thing. Pelfrey can make... You know, what was he set to make? $8 million a year? Yep. He can make the $8 million a year sitting on his couch, or he can make the $8 million giving up home runs. And <laughs> and while Tigers fans would go, well, if we're paying you, you got to at least play for us. And the reality is you don't want him to play no. for you. He's actually helping the team more by not serving up home runs, you, but who, instead serving up food to his kids. Like, that's what's going to help the team more. Would somebody really say that at this point after watching him last year? You know, it's it's that idea that, Josh Smith contract when the Pistons had Josh Smith and they ultimately ended up cutting him and paying him to not play basketball but there was that real conversation about as an owner are you comfortable paying someone to not work and the answer in sports should be yes because you need to win I'd like to pay uh, Andre Drummond Stan Van Gundy and Reggie Jackson not to work just leave but yeah as far as the Tigers go I have no problem with that 
you know, if, if the guy can't get outs, he can't pitch. You can, you know, you can't hide him. What are you going to do with him? Send him to the minors? He doesn't have to do that. I mean, at this point, you just rip that Band-Aid off. You're gone. we got to do this. No offense. Your days are over. Right. I mean, every athlete gets to that point. It's not like they don't plan for the day they can't get outs anymore when you're a pitcher. I mean, do you feel bad about this? I mean, this is the absolute right thing to do. 866-314-9696. What is this signal in your mind as a Tiger fan? Jim says it signals their willingness to pay the money to get rid of bad contracts. We're just going to pay you. We're going to pay you to not hurt our baseball team. Right. Right. We're going to pay you to stay home, not pitch, and hopefully, you know, not hurt us anymore. Somebody tweeted, I, I want to say it was our, our friend Comerica Eric on Twitter tweeted out, so how soon into the season before we get that Pelfrey to low complete game shutout from the Twins? I don't know where they end up, either of these guys, but this has to be they the can't single get most. guys out, Jim. They this, can't. This is the single most insulting thing that can happen to you as a professional athlete. Disagree. Well, what's more insulting? They tell you to go away. They're they, saying you're they, so bad. Well, you're well, irredeemable. An, There's nothing redeeming about you anymore. We're not even going to roll the dice or give you a but chance. But it's not personal. It's, no, it, no. It's business. It's right, business. But I'm saying it is the most, it's the worst thing that can happen to you as an athlete because they're saying you're not even worth the effort anymore. We're not going to waste any more time with you. You, you. you have nothing redeeming, nothing that we can hope will eventually help us. You are literally a negative, and we think you're never going to become a positive so we'll pay you to not play. And I like how Pelfrey's taking it. He's taking it like it's a business. You know this when you sign up as a professional athlete. Right. That's I, what happens. I feel what like do you think is more embarrassing, though, Drew? I mean, I feel like this is more demeaning if you're 24, you're 27. Mike Pelfrey's 33 years old. I, I don't know how He's old. He's still young. Yeah, right. I don't know how old Lowe is, but, you know, they've still got plenty of time to try and either fix their game or just happily retire with your millions of dollars and spend time with your loved ones. I mean, I think more humiliating would be just asking you to show up all the time and never playing you. Just saying, no, 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 you're going to have to travel with the team. You're going to have to spend, you know, five months of the year away from your family to not play baseball. Now it's like, you know what, man? If you can find someone who can use you, that's cool. We don't have a use for you anymore. You know, I think that's all it is. It's business. Hell, I think, and I, I think major league players would tell you this. Once you've been up with the big club, I think being sent back down is worse. Well, they can't send him without him approving. No, it. I know in this situation. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you don't want to go to the minors at thirty-three. You're done. You've made a lot of money. I mean, I'm sure he'll try to catch on. They'll get. There'll be injuries. People will look at him. But come on, man, he hasn't been able to get anybody out in almost two solid years. Right. It's just, it's not happening. No, his stuff isn't working. Right. It's he, over. He's got no movement on his pitches. His location has been terrible. He's got no zip. I mean, Pelfrey was supposed to come in for the Tigers as an innings chewer, as a guy to just kind of average, you know, average around a four, four and a half ERA. They probably would have been pretty happy, but he can't get it down under five. 866-314-9696. 866-314-9696. What is this signal to you as a Tiger fan? Is it a positive in your eyes? Jim and I think it is. So does Drew. But do you see downside to not letting a guy pitch for you who you're paying? I mean, I, explain yourself if you think this is a bad move. I don't think anybody agree, think, can think that, right? I mean, he's not any help in the bullpen. 
he can't pitch anymore. I can think of the one bad thing about this, and I'll tell you when we come back. All right. Also, what does it signal? Tigers going for it? This is the last hurrah for this core? 866-314-9696. It's Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Big Drew and Jim. Hope you're having a great one. Talking a little Tigers. The, the roster is set. Mike Pelfrey's been cut. Mark Lowe's been cut. Anibal Sanchez to the bullpen. I think they did all they could do with these three guys. You got rid of two of the three. When free training started, did anyone expect them to do that? I didn't. Now you have Sanchez for long relief. Maybe an occasional start with Boyd as the fifth guy. But I think they did the right thing here in the sense that they're not going to try to mask a mistake any longer. And that's what they were doing. They were trying. I mean, because let's face it, this signing comes right squarely down on Alavila. And not, and it wasn't just that they signed him. It's how much they gave him. Thank you. $16 million over two years when no one else was offering that up. That, I think, where the, is where the rubber hits the road. How much do you think that that, that hurts Avila's credibility? To me? To, yeah, both of you. I mean, uh, Jim can talk, too. No, I mean, but, but for me, I mean, what, he's, he's the pitchers that Avila has signed, the, the three big ones last offseason were Lowe, Pelfrey, and Zimmerman. Am I missing anyone that Avila nope. signed? Uh, no, he traded for K-Rod, so different conversation. Different conversation. But, but those still, the- that's a decision he made. of the pitchers he signed are epic failures. Did you just do that math in your head? or You're damn right I did. Damn. Impressive. Damn. Thanks, baby. Check out the big brain on Drew. (laughs) Mm -hmm, That's what's up. Check out the big brain on Brad. Um, Hey, wait. Is this? Did you just retweet breaking news on Glenn Denning? Is that breaking? Well, his ankle is, but is it breaking news? (laughs) Oh, bazinga! If you haven't heard, uh, before we get back to the Tigers, Luke Glendening fractured ankle foot out for the season. Oh, oh, there goes the playoffs. Oh, wait, they're already gone. Oh, too soon. <laughs> okay, too so soon. Back, back to the Tigers. You did the math, like calculator, or just you, you scratch it out long form. Two out of three is sixty-seven percent. Um, that's Damn. just something I know off the top of my head. Good but stuff. It, it, that's what it looks like to me. Is that. You failed more than you succeeded your first go-round signing pitchers for this team. This offseason, did he sign a pitcher? Did he sign anyone? I think the no. only thing the Tigers did was dump Cameron Maven for a double-A pitcher. For nothing. And they signed Matuk. Oh, that's right, Matuk. Because everyone just thinks that guy's a savior. Jesus. That guy's the bee's knees. <laughs> He's the cat's ass, see? Um so how much? So when you when you look at what he did, though, doesn't that kind of diminish his credibility? To me, it does. To me, it does. You you overpaid for two guys in their early thirties, and now you're going to be paying thirteen million dollars to not pitch these guys this year. Thirteen million dollars you could have spent. Will any other team be paying any money for guys not to pitch for? <laughs> Are the Tigers the only one, and there's two of them? 
I mean, I don't know how we check that. But what other teams would have two guys, Drew, who they're asking to stay home and not come to the park? Right. Where else are you going to find a situation like this where a general manager who you're supposed to be giving credit to yeah. for, for uh, Jim, who was it? You said he was influential in the decision to trade for Fulmer and Boyd? Yeah. Yeah, Norris. Norris, yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. three of them. Yeah. All three yeah, of but them. in fairness, though, Norris was a top prospect. I mean, he was in the top ten in every publication. Right. All you had to do to want right. those guys Go down was the use list. Google. <laughs> <laughs> Go down the list. Read about him in Sports Illustrated. Hold Top on. pitcher lives in van. Let me send Big Al a link to let me Google that for you. Right. Let, let me put it to you this way. The Cleveland Indians are the best team in the American League Central, right? Yep. The Tigers are paying $13.5 million in dead money for Pelfrey and Lowe to not pitch for them. That same amount of money, roughly, is what's going to pay the salaries of Carlos Carrasco, Danny Salazar, and Josh Tomlin, three of the five <laughs> pitchers for the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> That's what I mean. Put that into perspective, how bad he messed up in his first offseason. 13 million bones on dead money. Guys who are staying home, drinking coffee, reading the newspaper in their underwear. Basically, they're going to be doing what we're doing when we get up in the morning. Nothing. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nothing. 866-314-9696. Falupa. You're on Greg. Big Drew. And if I can get my mouse to move, Jim. Hi, Falupa. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, I agree. I think it's a good, you know, it's addition by subtraction. Um, but for me, like, I look back at what Avila has done, too, and, you know, Bringing in Justin Upton was a great move. I don't think we can say he's a complete failure. But didn't the but owner hold on. that? I was going to say, can we can we also say the same thing about that? It's Justin Upton. I mean, Jim could have made that signing. Okay, well, I think but it was the Illich. thing is, though, is he had he had the opportunity to go somewhere else and whatever it was. But that's because we hold on signing. because we offered Upton a contract that if he's not good this year is a garbage deal for the Tigers because he's got a player option for what three more years, four more years. Right. And we're stuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, here's the thing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna jump off the bandwagon of Alavila already. But I don't think everything that he's done has been absolutely horrendous. I don't think he's the main issue. I think the biggest issue is really? if the Tigers if the Tigers stay healthy, they win the Central. No, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, Falupa, here's, it's here's too my, early to on, be doing shrooms. On. But here's but here's my question though. In all honesty. In yeah. all honesty, yeah. if they don't have – they had one bad month last year in the month of May, and that was because they had so many guys that were hurt, McCann and guys like that. If not, they, <laughs> they made the playoffs. McCann's that the difference. Big, that big contributor, McCann, Faloops. Faloops. <laughs> okay, so – Zimmerman, uh, how about uh, this? Cite injuries. But if you want to cite injuries, Jordan Zimmerman, cite Zimmerman, that Zimmerman went down Zimmerman. midseason and never yep. returned to form. And may not. Zimmerman was good for all of two, one and a half. Jim, you did the math on this last year. Zimmerman had one and a half good months with the Tigers. Oh, yeah, less than that. It I was mean, less than that. Yeah. And then he got right. injured and never returned to form, and he was your big ticket item last offseason. If he's well, not back to form, 
you have, I, frankly, if he, and, and Falupa, let me side with you a little bit here. I'm not off the Avila bandwagon. I want the man to succeed. It, I'm not going to get on a plane and say, I don't like that pilot. I hope we crash. Right? Right. But my, my biggest thing, too, is it's kind of like he, he's done some good things. He's done some bad things. It's his second full, it's his second full season. Let's see what he does in this offseason. As far as the Pel- as far as the Pelfrey signing, yeah, it was a terrible signing. I, um, I get that. It, for it loops. was horrendous. I hate to break when this they, to you, man. This offseason is over. He's done nothing. This Okay, this offseason's <laughs> over, but that doesn't mean – I think my the biggest thing is, is what are we going to do at the end of the season when all that free money comes off from Sanchez and stuff like that? Nothing. If he, if he messes up at that point – Nothing. If he messes up at that point, right. then we have a problem. Well, if he, if he messes me up, if he messes up thirty million dollars of of free they're not, money, they're yeah. not going to respend that right. money. Yes, they are. No, they aren't. Oh. Yes, they are. They're they're going to develop their own players. That's what they're starting to do now. That money will not be spent, Falupa. I'm telling you right now, that money is falling off because right now they're cl- are they in the luxury tax right now, Jim? I believe they're just out of it. Just out, yeah. So they're not going to redo that. They're not going to spend that $30 million. The team you see right now will probably be what comes back next year minus anyone with a contract. Yeah. Like Sanchez will be gone. They're not going to – they're not selling off, but they're also not spending. If you didn't see that in this offseason when they started the sell-off then halted it, I think they're going to do it by attrition of contracts. So next year you'll see $30 million come off. They're going to be, still be in $160, $170 million in salary, that's still a loser. So I don't think they're going to spend it, guys. I, do you, Jim? I don't. I don't at all. I, I I think that was made pretty clear when they said they needed to get leaner. And they couldn't find any takers for some of the bigger contracts. So they're going to have between 40 and $50 million expire at the end of next season. I, I think that's when they go, okay, now we're leaner. Yep. They're good. And, and like that's something we talked about. When we were when we were making a case for or against the sell-off, we said, look, if you're just patient, in 18 months, a lot of these huge deals are gone. They're going to fall off the books, and you're going to and you're going to be in good shape. But that's why it's key to not freak out and buy at the deadline and deplete your farm system. They need to build up a farm system because that's how right. you keep this team competitive beyond this season when all those contracts expire. Right, especially when you know you're coming to the end of the line with Verlander and and Cabrera, even if you have them for the next three or four years. The day's coming. You know, the day of reckoning is coming. You need to have four years now to bring some guys through that system and hopefully at some point in our lifetime develop a position player. By the way, did you see Moya had an RBI single today? Double. <laughs> Can you explain to people why he's still playing? Because we got a lot of that yesterday. Okay. They said, you said he was cut. I, I, I tweeted McCoskey today, and he said, weird quirk. He's still on the roster because he hasn't cleared waivers. Once he clears waivers, then the t- he didn't have any options. They couldn't send him to Toledo. So letting him continue to play is actually somewhat of a kindness on the Tigers' part, isn't it? I mean, you're, you're letting him showcase his stuff. Sure. He's trying to get other teams to notice him still and maybe get picked up. Well, here's the – and the thing is, Drew, is uh, if he clears waivers, then he's free to negotiate with the Tigers to stay in the minors. But by, by the collective bargaining agreement, you can't ship him back once he runs out of options. Right. So he basically will get his opportunity to go anywhere he wants after he clears waivers. Today he had an RBI double for the Tigers. Uh, And then Tyler Collins hit a home run, uh, two-run homer. All right, coming up next, um, I'm going to talk a little NBA. Russell Westbrook, everyone's going gaga over the guy. He's having one of the great seasons in NBA history. But is he an MVP? Hmm. 
All season long, the national media has had this debate. Who's the MVP in the NBA? Now, I don't know why we had to have the debate in January, but now that there's two weeks to go, it feels like it's heating up, and it might already be over. Russell Westbrook last night dropped the highest-scoring triple-double in NBA history as the Thunder locked up a playoff spot. He had 57 points, guys. Is this thing over? Is the MVP locked up? Because that's kind of what last night felt like. You've had the case for Harden and Kawhi Leonard. and Listen, I think LeBron's got to be in that conversation too. But with what Russell Westbrook has done. Shut up. He's Uh-oh. locked this Shut up. Shut up. LeBron's not in the conversation. Oh. Are you? Well, hold on. Are you insane? No. He's having the best uh, year I of his basketball. NBA. I don't just read stats. Okay. <laughs> Are you insane? Are you insane? <laughs> to, ha- to not have LeBron in the conversation. Are you are you doing this right now? It's a two-horse race. Yeah, LeBron and Westbrook, maybe. Your, your, your horse broke his back the other night when someone oh brushed it. Oh, my God. It. Did you see that? LeBron's your horse, having your the horse best. died against San Antonio. First of all, there's no disputing LeBron's the best player in the NBA. But when you talk MVP, that's where I think Russell comes in. But LeBron's having a great season. People might not realize this. That's fine. It's this not is, an this MVP is the season. best. How did, this you, is, how did you manage to make this about LeBron again? I, I didn't. I wanted to talk Russell, but you had to jump in and jump Ooh. all over no, me. No, 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 no. You had to slip in the LeBron belongs in the conversation. He does. He does not. Why does would he, he not? not? The Cavs are 0-6 without him. He's having the best year of his career. Why would he not be in the conversation? The best basketball player in the world. Because two guys are averaging triple doubles. LeBron's not averaging a triple double. Sit down. Okay, but we need to understand that the guys that are averaging a triple double are doing it because they have the ball in their hand more. Russell Westbrook has the highest usage of any player of any season of all time. No one's ever had the ball in their hand as much as Russell Westbrook. So that plays into it. That's fine. And he's doing more with it. I don't, I don't understand your argument. Yeah, but that's whatsoever. not an efficiency thing. That's just a sheer volume of having the ball in your hand. Okay. I don't know why you're making me argue against Russell because I think he's the MVP, but LeBron is absolutely in this conversation. He's not. You're the only – you know what, man? I laugh when you guys argue basketball. You woke up thinking that garbage, man. Ain't nobody – I ain't heard that nowhere. I literally have not heard that anywhere. Anywhere that LeBron belongs in this conversation. You're a nut job and a fanboy. Ooh, are you serious? Oh, that's I, I, I'm not doing the LeBron argument, but Good, I think then stop. Ooh, cold. To say he's not in the conversation paints you as the unintelligent basketball oh, fan. You, not me. Not, oh no, he did. You oh. can paint yourself whatever <laughs> corner you want. Oh no, he did not. But that's who you are. You got to own that. <laughs> I do own that. That this is a two horse race. Oh, I love guys who. I love it when people go. You're not an intelligent sports fan. Duh. <laughs> Dude, that's... do you realize LeBron has the fourth best odds for the MVP right now? That's right, yeah, fourth. Fourth. Oh, but not in the conversation. Fourth. Is there a conversation after two, Drew? Listen, Jim, you're the third best host of this show. Oh, no. <laughs> you're not in the conversation, in segment, though. Not in this segment. You're in the conversation. Like, come on. <laughs> you two bitches fighting over LeBron oh. is so comical. God, because he won't let it go. All right? I was doing was naming guys that were in the running. <laughs> And then there I was going to make the case the for Russell Westbrook. It's not a two-horse race. Make a case for LeBron, then. Yeah, please. Okay, the case is the uh, Cavs are 0-6 without him. They're a terrible basketball team whenever he doesn't play. 
Period. Well, every team that he leaves becomes a barren wasteland that misses the playoffs. No, no, when no, he no, plays, no, 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 no. We're talking become... about this year. We're talking about this year. Okay, well, the this MVP year he's quantifiably life... better than he was last year and it's the year before. It's not a LeBron before. versus LeBron argument. Okay, it's but... not a lifetime achievement award. My... It's the most valuable player in the NBA this season, and that's Westbrook or Harden. That's it. End of discussion. Is that the end of the discussion, Jim? I'm pretty sure. Jim? I'm pretty sure. He's got that look on his face. He's pissed. Oh, he wants to if fight. If the Thunder could trade for LeBron right now, would they do it? Who would have the better team? I'm sure they would. Yeah, I think the Thunder would actually have more wins if LeBron was on their team. That's fine. Okay, well, that would make him more valuable, yes? That's the argument for LeBron. Wait, if they traded the players? If one, they swapped them oh. right now, who ends up being – who has a larger increase in what they're doing right now? True. I'm sorry. The Thunder are better off with LeBron than Russell Westbrook. I don't think that's a hot take. He's the best player in basketball. Has been for a decade. So you're saying you're basically saying Westbrook is a, is a great scorer. Well, no, he's a great all around player too. I I don't know why I'm being forced to argue both cases here, but I'm, I'm just I'm doing uh, it because I'm, both of them are in the conversation. I would ultimately give it to Russell Westbrook, and I think he locked it down last night because of the season he's having. Right? He is doing a lot on a team that has no other all stars on it. Okay, he's doing more than maybe anybody's ever done in the NBA. He's averaging a triple-double, which has only happened one other time. Everybody knows that was Oscar Robertson. But the difference, the thing that people don't realize, when Oscar had his triple-double, the pace of the game was so much uh, slanted in favor of, of getting a triple-double. The rebound totals were like 70 a game. Teams were scoring 120 points a game. Russell Westbrook's triple-double is more impressive than Wait. what Oscar Robertson did. Yeah, look. Did they have a shot clock when Oscar Robertson was playing? Greg, I'm just telling you, no. in 1961, teams no, averaged didn't. 71 rebounds a game. Today, they average in the 40s and 50s. Right, but the thing, uh, it would be harder because back then, you couldn't get the ball back every 24 seconds. Right. Well, no, but what I'm telling you is there were more rebounds available in any given right. game to get your triple-double. What Russell Westbrook is doing is, is fairly unprecedented. And I think he deserves MVP. But, okay. again, I don't know okay, why. That... There are, you could get more rebounds that way, but it would be harder to get points, correct? No, there's more points scored today in games than there were back then. Right. Let me be very clear. Right, that's what I'm saying. Back then it would have been harder to get your points. Let me be Easier to yeah. get your rebounds, okay. harder to get your points. Let me yeah. be clear here, by the way. I'm in no way saying LeBron is having a bad season. But I'm saying in this day, it, today, the day after uh, Westbrook drops the highest scoring triple-double ever, this is a two-person conversation. LeBron's having a good season. No one's arguing that. No one's trying to dissuade. 26, 8, and 8 is by no means a bad season in anyone's book. But when Harden's putting up 29, 8, and 11, and Westbrook is averaging 31, 10, and 10. So hold on, wait. So say Harden's line one more time. 29, 8, and 11. So he's getting three more assists per game. On average. Right, on average. And he's shooting 10% worse from the field. He's shooting worse from three. He's getting more points per game. He doesn't play any defense. Okay, I'm just saying. He also doesn't crawl off the floor like a bitch. Okay, so this is really about you hating LeBron, not him not being a candidate. No, no, just, no, no, just no, so no, we're clear no, about no, what I this already is. said it. No, LeBron's right. having a good season. But to say that he belongs in the MVP <laughs> conversation just because he's LeBron is garbage. It's not because he's LeBron. It's because he's the best version of LeBron. Okay, but he's currently running third or fourth. Right. Depending on who you ask. It's I don't one. know why this we've wasted so much time on this. We all agree because he's not number one. Stupid name. But you're the one that's getting into semantics. I just said he's in the conversation. Does that mean three? Does that mean four? Why did you jump down my throat when I said it? Because I wanted the conversation's to... one and two, I think, is Drew's point. 
Right, Drew? Okay, Drew, you have the conversation you want to have then. That's fine. Well, you don't really do that for yourself. <laughs> Go for it, Drew. <laughs> Go ahead, Drew. That's fine. Then do what Jim does. Look, the argument is easy. It's Harden or Westbrook. Now, Harden is averaging a better percentage from the floor. He's shooting better from three than Westbrook is. And he's slightly better at the free throw line. Mm -hmm. That's how you make the argument for Harden. Harden's also distributing the ball slightly better than Westbrook is. Westbrook plays a lot of what we criticize on this show as hero ball. And Jim's right. Westbrook is the only player on his team. There is no one else. There would be no MVP if Durant was still there. There, It would not be a conversation. And and I think we talked about this a little bit before the show is that the Warriors have effectively, effectively said as a team, we don't care if one of us wins the MVP as long as this team wins a championship. Because Curry is not winning an MVP with Durant there. Durant's not winning an MVP with Curry there. Klay Thompson is a forgotten third man who can put up 80 points. And then Draymond Green is a a do-it-all, slightly smaller version of LeBron James without bitch tendencies. James Harden, again, is the second-place finisher. And it's it's unfortunate for Harden that he's having one of the greatest seasons of all time in a year where a guy is having arguably the greatest season of all time. All right, hold on a minute. Jeremiah, who tweets us all the time, I don't know if this is true or not, but he dropped a stat on it. said, Oscar Robertson averaged a trip dub, finished third in his MVP race. Yes. Wilt averaged 15-24, finished second in the same race. Trip dub doesn't equal MVP. No, it's not an automatic qualifier for it. But, I mean, if we're evaluating who's the most valuable player, how do you quantify value? Well, I score, I rebound, I have a playmaking so ability, I LeBron? play defense. This is, by the way, this is a good argument from Dave. Hey, Jim, can you tell me about the days that Harden and Westbrook have West- have rested? Why their teams aren't 0-6 without them because they don't oh, take Oh, yeah, no, they have off? not missed a game. Neither of them have yeah. missed a game. Yeah, so there's the end of the argument. Again, I'm not arguing LeBron greater than Westbrook. You're trying to make me argue that. All I said was LeBron is in the conversation. LeBron deserves a seat at the table. He's not at the head of the table. He doesn't get to eat first, but he's at the table. I think Russell Westbrook is the MVP of the season. I think he locked that up last night. Ask yourself this. Daniel tweets, the triple-double in sports in basketball is maybe the most overrated stat in sports. Yeah, I already retweeted it. with that. Oh, that's the hottest take. Okay, in what is way? It? That is a hot take. The triple doubles overrated. It's a pretty good stat. Yeah, you can't. How's this? Play NBA 2K on expert mode. Get a triple double. Then tell me how easy it is. I mean, I would agree with him in the sense that a triple double, meaning a 10 10 10 game, is not the same right. as a 30-18 and 9 game. Like, if you fell one short but had a better overall game, that's more impressive than a triple double, right? Let me, let me- with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Give the number, 866-314-9696. Is the, is the MVP sewn up? Is it Russell Westbrook's 866-314-9696? Another one says, go get him, Drew. You got him on the rope. Sweep the leg. Finish him. LeBron should not be in the conversation this year. Okay, you really got to define what the MVP is. Is it the best scorer? Is it the best rebounder? Is it the best triple-double? Because the best point Jim made is, Take take one player off each team. That wasn't what I've always done. Take them off the team. What do they do? 
Well, you take LeBron off the Cavs. And you get a lottery pick. They still have <laughs> Kyrie and Kevin Love. Remember when Kyrie was there and LeBron wasn't and they were in the lottery? <laughs> Kevin Love also wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You- <laughs> Remember when Kevin Love was on the Timberwolves and they were also in the lottery? Ooh, Remember when LeBron won 63 games with the Cavs? He left, and they won 19 the next year. Uh-huh. Yeah, because they were garbage then. This isn't then. Remember when this he left the Heat now. and they couldn't make the playoffs? Please keep <laughs> quoting irrelevant garbage. Okay. <laughs> it's good stuff, actually. It's not relevant to this year. It's not relevant to right now. This is one of those that Jim should be dominating, very much so millennial arguments of right now. But I, I think it's interesting, too. What if you take Westbrook off OKC? They're the number one pick. I was going to say they're in lottery, too. but They're not a lottery. They're worse than the Brooklyn oh, Nets. Oh, I don't know about that. Victor Oladipo is better than any player on the Nets. You might have a point there. You might have me on that one. Just but, that one. Just that one, though. Because their big men are a push. Their big men are an absolute push. All right, 866-314-9696. Brian in Detroit. You're on Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Hi, Brian. Fellas, you, you know what's amazing to me? Something that ain't been done since the 60s, but people try to put it down like it could easily be done. If it could easily be done, it would have been done. The last time it was, what, 61, 62? Yep, 61, you 62. Me, when you get the triple crown in basketball, that's like the triple crown. Uh, when you get the average of triple double, like, tri- like the triple crown in baseball, yep. you automatically are MVP. And not only that, LeBron is second. Man, a guy that got the most turnovers in the history of basketball in one season, the Houston player, and he can't touch nobody, he's not MVP, man. James Harden, not only that, LeBron James, let's just go on. He didn't beat. He beat Golden State last year with all the great players. Then he beat with with Westbrook, Harden, and around the same team. He beat them too, didn't he? Yep. Hold on, Brian. It's a regular season award, though. Okay, he – listen – James Harden is out of the conversation. You can't have him any turnovers and play no defense and be the MVP. I don't care what James Harden said about playing every game. You know why James Harden can play every game? He got all, all his energy goes to offense because he can't check nobody. And this clown, just like um, just like Golden State guard Curry, when the crunch time get his, the clown's not going to show up. They will not show up. That's why Curry's not in every, he's not in discussion now. Because people remember, when it came crunch time last year, man, you didn't do anything. LeBron player is the, LeBron James is the best player in the world, but Westbrook is the MVP for this year. Triple-double, uh, triple man, ain't been done since the 60s. You the MVP when you do something like that. And guys now trying to make career talking about it, it's not a big deal. If it's not a big deal, why hasn't it been done since the 60s? Brian, Thank that you. was one tweet. I agree with everyone. That word was one Brian tweet, said. Brian. It wasn't any of us. No, it was I know. a tweet. But I like- no, I'm not saying it was y'all, but you hit guys on radio or whatever try to downplay what Westbrook's doing. Don't tell me he's selfish. When a guy passed the ball and hustle work his butt off for 10 rebounds a game, that's very selfish about that, period. And not only that, fellas, when he, when he gets a triple-double, they record like 31-7. Don't tell me LeBron is not the MVP. LeBron is the best player in the world. Westbrook is the MVP. James Harden and that old two dollar, three dollar system they got in Houston <laughs> will be out in the second round. Take care, fellas. Appreciate right, the passion, Brian. Always there love the go. calls, man. Right. That's Brian eight six six three one four ninety six ninety six. Can we so, just change the show to just be that's Brian? Just give Brian his own just damn. Just give show. Brian the Straight show. Big Drew and Brian. Yeah.
No offense, Jim. Or maybe we just kicked her out because his Harden argument just got poked a bajillion holes in. Oh, ooh, he just dropped bajillion on you, a Drew. Bajillion. You did not. What do you have to say to that? He, he, he points out Harden plays no defense and he turns the ball over more than anybody in the NBA. Hashtag no days off. Work always. 866-314-9696. It's a good discussion. I, I mean, I got to be honest. I never perceived Harden as an MVP candidate. His numbers are great, but to me, it's all Westbrook. Um, wouldn't after talking to James though, Drew? Don't you kind of think maybe LeBron might be in the conversation? No, we have people commenting <laughs> on Facebook saying this is literally the first time I've heard LeBron's name in the conversation. Well, well then he, people aren't watching TV or, well, or listening to the radio. That's fine. Why do you get so pissy like that? Because he's a fanboy. Well, no, because it's insinuated that I'm the first person to bring LeBron up in the MVP when he's in the Bovada odds, when any show you listen to brings him up on Look, any son, network. I'm in the Bovada odds. Okay. Bovada put okay. odds on hey, anything hey. anyone will bet on. Listen to any sports radio network. LeBron has been included. I'm not making this up to push my narrative. If you're tweeting that, it's because that's your narrative. You're anti-LeBron. You've been in that camp for a decade. You hate the decision. You deny that he's great. He can never be in the Jordan conversation. That's a you person. That's your stereotype. You're pushing that on everybody else. True. You know how bad he gets that? Oh, he gets really pissed. <laughs> no. Hey, by the way, could you quote someone else who said LeBron is uh, the MVP? Uh, sure. Since uh, it's been everywhere? I'd, that said he is the MVP or in the conversation? Because I've only said conversation. That's a low bar to cross. <laughs> Jim always puts a low bar in there for his conversation. Well, his I mean, I don't, want, I don't want Drew to change the conversation now. Because not once did I say LeBron's your MVP this season. No. But if you want me to name people who have listed him in the conversation, sure. Mike and Mike on our ESPN 961 station well, in West Michigan. One. Colin Cowherd, who's on Fox Sports 1. Strike two. If you I'm sorry, Jim there's Rome, other people who've said it. Well, I'm sorry. Other people have said it, so. <laughs> Look at him. He gets so mad. I'm sorry. Fine. Go ahead. <laughs> do, do, do whatever show you want to. I know. You're like my wife when I win a conversation. Jimmy, like, oh, fine. Well, no. Well, so, fine, so, first of all, I won the conversation. I gave you examples. But Ooh. you, what you do is you just dismiss all of them, and then you think you win, and that's fine. I'm just not going to waste any more airtime with it. Uh, Eric tweeted to us. talking to Drew or me? I don't know. He's just angry now. I, I'm not, I didn't say either way. Eric tweeted and said, why no love for Kawhi Leonard? Uh, it's not that there's no love for Leonard, but much like LeBron, he's having a good season in a, in a year where two guys are having unreal seasons. That's all there is to it. You're still staying with Harden? No, 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 no. I believe it's, I believe it's Westbrook. Right. I was just trying to present that there is an argument to be made for James Harden. That it's not crazy to think that he might be considered as the MVP. I think it's Westbrook all day. I, I think it's Westbrook in my sleep. Sometimes I wake up and I go, Westbrook! So are we arguing for second place? Is that what this has become? No, we're arguing that you still think a guy who's having the third best season in the league is in the conversation as the MVP. Oh, he's going to throw something. I, I don't, know he's going to throw agree. something. Hold on. Does anybody think the guy who's third best at something should be in the conversation for an award? Not when it's so obvious okay, that there are two fine. guys better than him. Your hot take's hottest. You win. <laughs> He's so dismissive of you, Drew. I know. Oh, I know. Get the phone book. <laughs> no, I don't have to. It's cool. <laughs> oh, this is so good. I just love to hear you guys bitch at each other over the NBA. Seriously, it's, it's high comedy. Oh, crap. Lunchbox says, damn it. I hate all of this, but I have heard others talking LeBron for MVP. Where? Well, yeah, Lunchbox. Give me some quotes. Yeah, quote it, quote it. 
Quote it. All right, well, uh, we'll take more of your phone calls coming up next. Is Jim right? Is Bron Bron in the convo? Andrew comments on Facebook says, this is hilarious. Jim is a LeBron fanboy. (laughs) We'll talk about more of his fandom and his love for LeBron and who the MVP is next. The number is 866-314-9696. It's Greg, Big True, Jim. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try that again. Russell Westbrook's performance last night, the highest scoring triple double in NBA history, as the Thunder lock up the playoff spot. He scored 57 points. Put an exclamation point on this MVP conversation that's been oh. going on all year. And earlier I said that, but I also threw in, hey, these are the other guys that have been in the conversation that he has now cemented MVP over. James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, and LeBron James. And as soon as I said LeBron. Drew immediately pounced because how dare anybody give credit to the best active player in professional basketball? Do you like how he rephrased that, Greg? Yes, he totally rephrased. Do you like that. how he rephrased that and reset it? Why so don't he you didn't... say what he really said? Yeah. Russell Westbrook is the leading MVP candidate, but James Harden and LeBron James are in the conversation. And Kawhi Leonard, we leave him out apparently. Oh, you heard Kawhi was... Leonard's not winning. <laughs> oh, I was also told that I'm the only one saying LeBron is, is in the MVP conversation. Would you, like Some, to, would you like to retract that statement, Drew? Jim started a fake Twitter account as someone named Connor Pena uh, and <laughs> tweeted us a bunch of articles about it. Actually, all you have to do, it's really easy. Uh, let me Google that for you. Type in well, why LeBron is the MVP. Why would I do that? You get articles from Fox Sports, from CBS Sports, from The Undefeated. Yeah, but from, what do they say about it? They all say LeBron is the MVP. Is the MVP is or in the, the not, not even conversation. They say, is the MVP. This one in CBS Sports from a week ago. LeBron leads the pack of four, but still too close to call. This is the undefeated from um, earlier. Why LeBron is the real MVP. Here is one in FanRag Sports from oh, fan little, rag. a week a ago. for fans. The best and worst argument for MVP, LeBron James case. And That's just making a case for him. That's not even. Well, but you said no one's even doing that. And then here's Nick Wright of Fox Sports. Why LeBron James is a 2017 MVP, no matter what. I mean, other people are doing this. All I said was he was right. in the conversation. Other and people he are is, fanboys. That's fine. Or they are recognizing that he's having his best season of his career. His career high in rebounds and assists. The Cavs are 0 6 without him. He's the most efficient that he's ever been in his career. And while you have guys like Harden and Westbrook putting up eye popping numbers, they're doing it because they have the ball a ton. And to their credit, they're taking advantage of that. But LeBron's definitely in the conversation. And that's all I said. I wanted to have a Westbrook conversation, but that's not what Drew wanted to do. So, Drew, why don't you have the conversation you want to have? <laughs> you see what he does here, folks? He gets frustrated, and then he takes his ball, and he goes home. Oh, I'm right here. Let's talk whatever you want to talk. <laughs> you frame it. <laughs> I love that you get so frustrated and so fed up. But Benjamin, with the perfect phrasing of this, this is exactly like the Heisman. And like us on Facebook, Greg, Drew, and Jim. There's only realistically two or three guys that might win it any given year, but there's always four or five guys invited. LeBron is the fourth or fifth guy, which he thinks makes Jim's argument a sound argument that he's in the conversation. Are you going to argue that, Jim? No. That he's, that he's invited, right. but that there's, no, right. that there's no realistic chance of him winning. He's Peppers this year. He's Jabril Peppers. <laughs> People like him because he's a big name they've heard of. Versatile, very talented, athletic. Yeah, I agree with that. Right, but definitely but not fifth. the best this year. But fifth. In his case, he's fourth, right? Again, I didn't argue LeBron's the MVP, so of course I agree with that. I just think that makes my point. 
All right, uh, Adam in Grand Haven, you're on Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Hey, fellas, enjoy the banter. Um, I, I can't say that I have one pick either way, but, um, I, you know, love everything that Westbrook does. But, uh, you know, the point there being, as, as uh, he, he was making before, yeah, between him and Harden, they both have the ball in their hands, and they are clearly, without question, are in a way the best player on their team. But for – so, yeah, they can – you know, fully take advantage of the fact that they're going to have the ball and that's it. LeBron being one of, you know, three superstars on the team between Love and, and Kyrie, you know, being efficient and, and, and still being in the conversation where his numbers are, you know, not drastically out of the way of Westbrook and Harden. It's just that Harden's and Westbrook's are so amazing this gets into the conversation is it the best guy on the best team is it the best statistical numbers and when you're looking at statistical numbers what metrics are you looking at are we looking at typical score points scored and all those things or are we looking at things of how they make their team better um and and for lebron best team in the east pretty much um you know that argument usually holds water when you're the best guy on the best team you know, you're usually considered MVP. So, you know, I, again, I don't have uh, a dog in the race, but um, dismissing LeBron as casually as we are because he's a big name that we know of, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, I'm dismissing him casually that. because he's taken games off. He's one of three superstars. He has more support than either one of the other two guys that are the front runners, and Absolutely. he's taking nights off. I mean, uh, that's not know, an MVP. Those – I can't already dismiss that, but you've got other guys. You know, Kawhi has had nights off. Yep, and that's why I'm um, not talking about Kawhi. Uh, fair enough. Um, but then again, the other guys have to play every night because otherwise they're not in playoff contention. If you if you don't have Harden on the floor, so doesn't that make them more the valuable game. by definition? Well, by definition, isn't it the best guy and the best team? No, no, the, that, it, is the, it is not the See, best I mean, player it, it award. It's the most which, valuable award. It, it, it depends on which definition you choose. I mean, and this gets into I the I choose same, the actual wording the of the uh, award. The, well, it's so uh, funny. I remember when you guys got well, mad at me. the Heisman. Well, okay, listen, appreciate the phone call. You guys remember okay. in the NFL season, and I said I, I thought Stafford was more valuable than Tom Brady, but Brady was the better quarterback? <clears throat> I kind of feel like that's what this argument is. I think that... Tom Brady is LeBron James. They're both the best at what they do. But Stafford with this Lions roster and Russell Westbrook with that Thunder roster is a more valuable player and deserves the MVP. But Tom Brady was in the conversation, just like LeBron James is in the conversation. 866-314-9696. Dre in Grand Rapids. You're on Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Hi, Dre. Hey, how you guys doing today? Awesome. Doing well, man. Oh, my goodness. Uh, turn on the radio. That made my day, you guys. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Jim. Jim, I'm going to tell you like my, like my grandma. Uh, she's like, baby, don't don't let them say stuff to get you mad. They're just messing with you. They're just messing with you. <laughs> Your grandma's a wise woman, Dre. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah, in all seriousness, like uh, LeBron's, LeBron's the best player on the planet, and he's going to be in the conversation. Uh, I, I watched the game yesterday. Uh, Russell Westbrook, they were down by like 20. And I, and, and I, I remember saying it before I went to sleep. I'm like, man, how is this, you know, how can he even be in the race? And they're getting beat by the Orlando Magic. 
and then you wake up the next day and he has 50 and another triple-double. So, I mean, I can't take it away from him because, like you said, it's the most valuable player. If they didn't have Russell Westbrook on the floor, they probably look like the New York Knicks or something of that nature. But don't but, you think uh, Cleveland would be bad, too, without LeBron? Oh, terrible, terrible, but not as terrible as... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, Oklahoma City's got nothing left. Yeah. Right. And I, yeah, and I think and I think the Russell Westbrook story is better because I mean, look at KD. He's been off for what? How many games? And they're they're on a nine game winning streak. Like. Right. It just makes KD look like a punk, really, to me. But, <laughs> no, but because what? you know what he's capable of. I mean, he's but hurt. Still, I mean, they didn't need him. Like, what? They didn't need him on the team. It's like they they they're on a nine game stretch well, without KD. They so must have like, needed him, Dre, because they lost last year after blowing a three to one lead. Oh well, well, tell you what, let's go get. Uh, we they need Anthony Davis, probably Boogie Cousins too. Why not? I mean, let's, right. I mean, let's just have a couple. Hey. of but, but but you wouldn't have hated that if it happened to your team, Dre. Come on. Would you? Thanks for the call. 866-314-9696. John, in Richland, you're on Greg, Big Drew, and James. Hey, hey guys. A uh, couple things. Uh, first of all, um, I think that LeBron is the MVP this this year. Is like I think he's like eighth and ninth, not oh. in the top four or five. And let me, let me tell you why. Yeah. Because... LeBron, the Cavs are underachieving. They are 500 since January. They play, they're the worst defensive team in the league. And LeBron has a bunch of all-stars on his team. I mean, he has two current all-stars. Then he has two former all-stars as of like two or three years ago in Culver and Williams. He has Tristan Thompson. He has by far the best team. And they're struggling. They could end up the three or four seed in the East, which is by far the worst of the conferences. LeBron is like sleepwalking the regular season because Getting according ready for to all the playoffs. The, yeah, yeah, and you can't give someone a regular season award if they sleepwalk through the regular season. It makes no sense. You've got these other guys that are bringing up much worse teams and raising them up and actually competing. You know, so it, that's yeah, teams that are bad and that are not going to the playoffs are going to be low seeds. Well, right, but I'm just saying, you know, they would be way worse. I mean, LeBron's on a team with a bunch of all stars, just like the Warriors are. And, I mean, the last caller talking about how, you know, they blew the three-one lead and they got KD and KD this listen. First of all, the, the Warriors play team basketball. They're a good team. But if LeBron had gone to the Warriors and then he had set out and the Warriors kept winning, people wouldn't say that meant LeBron's a chump. I mean, that just means that the Warriors are really a good team and that is a really great player. So, I mean, I don't buy that argument at all. I just think that LeBron – has been slacking for the whole season. Can I, can I just challenge the slacking argument? He's, He's never different... had this many rebounds or assists per game in his entire career. So if that's him yeah, slacking, but... then I, I don't know what to tell you. No, and that's that's understandable. But like he points out, like the caller pointed out, this is a Cavs team that has been bad the back half of the season. I'd also like to challenge his notion that the Cavs have the second worst defense in the league. They're not anywhere close to that. But he can just make up whatever facts he wants. That's oh, you are getting so pissy, Jim. Well, no, people wow. just call in, and it, it's like facts don't matter anymore. 
So I just like to fact check people so we don't just go off the rails. Well, where is the Cavs defense, Jim? You want to go by points allowed? You want to go by defensive efficiency? What do you want to do? Let's, let's go by either. Whichever one you prefer, Jim. Oh, I don't care. Player's choice. We'll, we'll do a, just points against. Super bland, nothing advanced. Cleveland is 21st. Okay, it, so that's the bottom half of the were? league. Would, would well, that but be sure, an acceptable but not statement? Second worst. No, not second worst, but definitely not but among then, but the top But second 10. worst sounds really good when you call a radio show, so at least he got that right. Wow. All right, let's go to Chris in Wyoming. Hold on a minute, You know, man. some people are at their, you're like, normal day jobs. Yeah, your smarminess is yeah, off the dude. charts today, Jim. Your condescending to the listeners is unacceptable. Seriously, what happened to you? What happened to you as a child Who that hurt made you? you like this? Where'd they touch you? <laughs> I want to get through a couple you? more calls because we've got a guest coming up in five you're minutes. You're not going anywhere. Just okay. calm yourself. All right, let's get Chris's <laughs> thoughts. Stop getting angry at people. Stop being sarcastic and smarmy. Be nice. Okay, Greg. I will be nice to the next person. Okay, let's see if Chris in Wyoming. I'm going to be so nice to you. What's up, Chris? What's up, bro? Team Jim Costa all the way. I got you, Jim. Fall back. This is easy. Um, I think. uh, I think we need a Costa hater to call. LeBron isn't in the MVP conversation. I think it's just uh, having an opposing argument. Um, Yeah, Drew, you're faking it. Beyond (laughs) the fact that he's LeBron's going to be the best basketball player in the league until. Father time zaps another 30% of his ability, and then he might fall into the top 10. So if you're the best player. Do you have any sati- Hold on. Do you have any statistical evidence? Because it you, smells like fanboy in I here. was going to say, what are you smelling there? Yep, I'm a fanboy of the best basketball player in the league. Thanks yep, for the phone call, boy. then. Oh, <laughs> hold on, Jim. Drew, you're being smarmy. You're being hold rude on. to no, the Drew's callers. Being fine. No, Drew's good. I, I'm a fanboy. All right, cool. That just delegitimized any argument the man had. I, I think right. his point was it's hard to be a fanboy when you're just recognizing greatness. God. <laughs> like, if would you get mad at someone if they're like, you know who's the best hockey player? Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, total Gretzky fanboy. Josh wants to know when Jim became snarkier than Greg. When did this transformation occur? yesterday uh and connor says connor quoted correct what happened to you as a child where did they touch you connor says i was revived but now i'm just dead again <laughs> what does he mean he's dead i don't know oh, he's it. like dying jim, of laughing. jim killed oh. him earlier with his savageness uh let's get the last one last on this. caller on this yeah, yeah. luke right. in granville you get the honor what's up man hey guys um honor. i just wanted to i just wanted to make a little bit more of an argument for Harden. i don't know if anybody said this but he's got a way better his team has a way better record than russell westbrook's team i know russell westbrook's having a triple double but james Harden is nearly having a triple double and i think they're like five or six games up on the thunder so i thought that was a, a statistic i'd throw out a little bit and jim you you brought up uh you brought up uh switching did you bring up switching um westbrook uh, LeBron? and uh, lebron yeah. yeah yeah one thing that i'd like to bring up maybe this doesn't have anything to do with with uh, MVP, but I just hate LeBron James. So um, <laughs> if 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 LeBron James were on Russell was on the Thunder, he would be crying and complaining that he needs help. He can't do it all by himself. I need more help. I'm gonna leave if I don't get more help. I Russell like what Westbrook you got. Russell Westbrook doesn't do any of that. He just goes out and competes with no days off and averages well, wait, a triple double. He had give a little me, bitch give boy him feud. The MVP. But he had give a bitch boy MVP. feud. Hold on. He had a little bitch boy feud when Durant left. Yeah, exactly. He was whining. Durant kind of, Durant kind of left, and Durant, Durant kind of made a baby move himself. He went to the best team that beat him. So title, title shopping, man. He won't be the first. He won't be the last. 
Yeah, that's that's true. So did LeBron James. Yeah. You like that? LeBron did the you same like thing. That? What's that, Jim? Uh, he doesn't hold it against anyone. I don't anyone. hold it against anyone. I don't either. I don't either, but I'm saying that's that's part. Jeremiah. Jeremiah with the kill. Actually, James, according to Windhorse this morning, the Cavs have the 29th defensive efficiency. Actually, according to his employer, ESPN.com, which I'm staring at right now, they do not. So, well, actually. So, wait, what are we arguing here? The numbers are wrong? The defensive efficiency. That's what we want to argue, right? Yeah. Jim's just so mad. Well, I mean, come on. It's so funny. I like what you got. So wait, what are we arguing here defensively? We're not arguing anything anymore. Cleveland ranks 22nd in defensive efficiency per ESPN.com this very moment. Someone tweeted us and said Brian Windhorse said that the Cavs were 29th. Well, I would like to tell Brian Windhorse who is actually the LeBron beat writer, that he should know this because his employer has it documented on the World Wide Web. The World Wide Web, huh? Mm-hmm. Jim gets serious. He tries to make things sound like a big deal. World Wide Web. It's the World Wide Web. It's not just the interwebs anymore. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know what it is, Drew? It's the World Wide Web. All right, listen, we have to take a break. We have right. uh, a guest coming up next. Uh, you guys loved Ooh. her so much the first time she was on. Ooh. We thought we'd bring her back uh, to discuss what is a topic that boiled my blood yesterday when this news Well, broke. and there's something new to add today from Penn State. Like, I, I'll tell you the quote from Penn State, and then we'll also discuss what Baylor did yesterday. Hang tight. Uh, we're speaking with, uh, Miss Megan coming up next. Dr. Megan, Megan Stubbs, Stubbs, sexologist. Oh, I love that name. <laughs> Stubbs, sexologist. You had me at hello. 866-314-9696. Sex talk. Jim, you leave the room now. <laughs> next on Craig Big, cover your earmuffs. Earmuffs, Jim. It's Greg Big, Drew, and Jim. Guest on, we've got your shot to join us for the Tigers home opener. That's right. You could be partying with us in Detroit and attending the Tigers home opener. See Michael Fulmer on the hill and help us crash Mojo's big party in Detroit. All you have to do is be caller number 10 right now. 866-314-9696. That's 866 866- 314-9696 to join us in Detroit for the home opener, courtesy of our good friends at Fox Chevrolet, your home for Chevy in Caledonia. Our next guest is a good friend of the program, a good friend of mine. Uh, she is a sexologist. Her previous appearance on the show had everyone asking us to bring her back on as quickly as we could. I wish it was for a happier topic, but here to discuss... The issues at Baylor, some of the continuing issues at Penn State, and in general, the rampant issues of sexual assault on college campuses. Dr. Megan Stubbs, sexologist. Dr. Megan, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you for having me on again. We appreciate it. Now, we really want to start with the news that broke out of Baylor yesterday, and I'm sure you're aware of this now. There was a lawsuit that claimed... 52 rapes were committed by no less than 31 football players in a three- to four-year span under head coach Art Bryles at Baylor University. Lawyers for Baylor yesterday 
filed a motion to dismiss that Title IX lawsuit and used the phrasing, as a general rule, universities do not have a legal duty to protect their students from harm caused by other students. Megan, I just want to give you the floor to get your initial reaction to that kind of action from Baylor. That number is, one, astonishing, but it also makes me think that those are reported sexual assaults. So how many others are there out there that haven't been reported? So already that's in my mind. And two, the language used that you just said is really gross. That's really gross. You don't have a responsibility to protect your students. Um, what? <laughs> that's not good branding. I mean, if this, this sets a terrible precedence for other colleges and other victims who may be thinking about coming forward and saying, well, I don't even know why I would do that now, because you're going to be put under the scrutiny of, you know, saying what happened to you, then being questioned, and then if you happen to remember something different and you change your mind or you change your story, then it's instantly like, oh, no, she's making it up. I mean, I think when women say something happened, don't try to tear apart a story. Don't try to go into the nitty-gritty and, you know, the who, what, where, and when. If we said something happened, believe us, and then let's investigate. And so for me, with these 52 counts, it's ridiculous. It's not like there's one, okay, maybe something's going on. 52 is a gigantic, staggering number. So the old saying of where there's smoke, there's fire. You have to investigate this. You what can't you- just say... I'm providing a good legal defense by saying, oh, well, stipulation here says, you know. Right. And Baylor's attorneys wrote in their motion to dismiss that the plaintiff's case exceeds the two-year statute of limitation for Title IX lawsuits, ignoring the Texas statute of limitations for sexual assaults, which is five years. Right. And I think their stipulation was because it's when it was first reported to the police, not brought to their attention. That seems like a gray area to me and a really weak point to argue to not pursue this uh, lawsuit. So I'm just, like, in shock. <laughs> when you when you visit campuses and you talk um, about things like this, what, what is the general tenor when you actually get the students alone in a room and you start talking about things like this? It's uncomfortable because it's not a fun subject. It's not a fun topic. And we're not saying all men rape. The vast majority do not. They have wonderful, healthy, productive relationships with women, and they don't do this. But it's those that violate people's sexual rights and boundaries. And I think it's really uh, difficult because in this athletic culture, predominantly masculine, um, uh, made up of males, it's almost part of the culture. You're a star athlete. You have this celebrity and attention. And it's like you're an athlete. You get the girls. That's just how it goes. But we need to change that narrative, you know, instead of saying, I'm going to be masculine because we want to be aggressive and dominant on the field, the court or whatever we're doing, we're playing. But don't translate that into daily life. I mean, people still have rights and they can say no. And it's not entitled to you just because you are this athlete held at this high esteem. So it's uncomfortable because they think their friend, their brother, their son could be capable of this. But we need to talk about it. Because it's happening. That's the facts. We don't want this to be happening. We don't want to think about it happening. But it's happening. What do we do now? Megan, can you give our listeners just an idea of how prevalent this is on college campuses? I know the numbers get thrown out a lot, but as someone who's been to, to various campuses and has spoke on this, what scope do we have here in terms of the problem? 
the last statistic I saw was one in five women will be sexually assaulted on campus and one in 16 men. So this does happen to both genders. It's not just specifically a woman problem. Um, but by far and large, the ratio for women is much and that, of course, is reported sexual right. assault. I mean, underreporting is huge. Right. And that's one of the biggest things that I think you encourage when you're doing these talks on campuses is to report it. If something happens to you, report it, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's just the stigma of reporting it because you won't be believed or things will happen where it'll be dismissed. So you're like, why would I put myself through that scrutiny, that pain? Uh, you know, to not even see any positive results come from this. Or if they are, it's menial. It's a slap on the wrist. It's, we'll help you transfer to a different school, or we'll pay for your tuition, but they can keep, you know, playing their sport. It's, the punishment doesn't fit the crime. Okay. And in some cases where, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, this doesn't sound like only a football problem. If it's one in five, that's that's not just football players. Maybe at Baylor no, it, it, it is, but it sounds like in other places – you're getting it from the general student population as well. Oh, for sure. It, it, there's a rape culture on campus. <laughs> right, it's right. Ra- very rapey, but, yes. Right. But just specifically speaking about athletes, it's even more pervasive because you have that certain cultural norm of being an athlete. You have this you know, expectation of higher access to sexual possibility. I was reading further uh, articles on this issue where I was told where recruits would come into Baylor to mm-hmm. be recruited to the college. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Would be shown a good time. I'm using air quotes. What? Uh, I feel like there's a policy about no drugs, no sex, but show them a good time, and that's where a lot of these things happen. These athletes think I'm an athlete, I'm coming here to play ball, I'm going to be shown a good time a bunch of girls for me thanks we're not going to play go fish we need to change that narrative right the culture of entitlement and and greg you're right this isn't a problem just for football players and as megan said it's not just athletes but you see it more in the athletic culture of entitlement where people feel they deserve something because they play a sport and this is what's so troubling is when the university kind of just puts up both hands and says oh not our problem and I, i think that's how it ties back to the baylor situation here how should a university handle something like this? They're supposed to, uh, under Title IX, they're supposed, they have an obligation <laughs> to, once they learn about something, take reasonable and calculated steps to end the sexual violence, eliminate the hostile so obviously remove this person from campus so this other victim can pursue their academic pursuits, and then prevent reoccurrence. So education on how not to sexually assault people. It sounds so, like, ridiculous that we even have to spell it out like this, but this is what's happening. This is the environment. We need to react to it. We need to adapt to what's happening. And this is still happening, and in great numbers here at Baylor. So they need to do some serious reevaluation. It's weird that it continues, too. They've had two high-profile incidents since the rapes. You've had one coach who was running a prostitution ring, and the other one was sending inappropriate pictures. And they're different people. 
Like they've come from different yeah. administrations. It's maddening how that could happen. It's just the culture of having a successful sports team. You know, you get to enjoy the celebrity, the attention, you know, the financial support, and then, oh, well, people want to go to your college and your university. It's how do we navigate and manage the entitlement that comes with being a male athlete, but also setting a precedence of masculinity doesn't have to be exploitation and coercion and uh, force and domination. You know, masculinity can be, yeah, I have all these traits on the field, the court, when I'm playing, but for me, I'm going to be a bystander. I'm going to intervene when something's going wrong. It's using your masculinity and strength for good to help others and build a good reputation because it's uncomfortable on campus when I come speak to them because they're like, that's not me. That's not me. That's not me, my friends. Well, you know what? That's some people on your campus. Let's change the narrative. What are we going to do to empower everyone to stand up and say, this is not okay. I'm going to take a stand because I care about my fellow classmates. I, I've always felt um, 1A uh, is the crime and 1B are the people who stand around and watch it happen. Right. And, yeah. and, right. and I feel like we see that a lot, particularly in this day and age where – People's first instinct is to whip out their video phone and, you know, their phone and start videotaping fights and assaults and things like that. And it's, I think that's a problem, too, to be honest oh, with you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, when I teach uh, sexuality education on campuses, in addition to teaching consent, I really emphasize bystander intervention, which is taking a step in. If you see something happening, you intervene. You don't just observe and say, oh, let's go down. You say, hey, no, stop, don't do this. It's not okay. You assist the victim you say are you okay you know you protect them because we're all in this together whether or not they're your friend or their classmate or this annoying person in chemistry class we're all good humans you know what you know what i so, do megan when i see drew hitting jim i say jim are you okay and jim says yeah and i say keep beating him drew <laughs> keep at it well if, if jim's consenting to this we have he a is. whole different uh, you know, yeah no i don't know about if we go that yeah. far when he opens his mouth he's consenting and he <laughs> needs to be slapped by drew and quite frankly it's for my entertainment so i just let it go on okay. oh my goodness listen megan we always appreciate you having the time for us uh congratulations on all your success recently you guys can read megan in ask men on askmen.com on bustle you're everywhere right now uh, we wish you all the best and continued success, and, and hopefully we'll be able to bring you back to talk about something fun again next time. Well, hold on. Can I give you, uh, and this is something you might want to go read about, too. It's oh, different. you just you just want a visceral reaction to this quote? I, I, I'm dying to know what the reaction is to this quote before we let Megan go. Yeah, go ahead. And this is different. This is okay. not um, rape, but it's, it's what happened at Penn State, okay? So a Penn sure. State, one of the Penn State trustees wrote this in an email recently that was just surfaced. He says, I'm, and he's referring to Sandusky's victims. He says, I'm running out of sympathy for 35-year-old so-called victims with seven-digit net worth. That's some toxic uh, That's gross. <laughs> messaging there. That's, That's really gross. I think it's grosser, as gross as what happened at Baylor or worse. Because it's children, it's too. It's more reflect who that person is. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if it happened to a homeless person or to a millionaire. Bingo. These atrocities uh-huh. happened. So let's accept that. It's not doesn't matter. Like, you know what? Sorry, your mom got murdered, but at least you're a billionaire. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. No, no. <laughs> Stupid. Nope. <laughs> Man, All right. We'll, we'll talk again. Thank you so much. Thanks. You guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Follow Megan on Twitter at sexologist Megan and like her on Facebook, Dr. Megan Stubbs. Can you spell sexologist? I'm just following her. M-E-G-A-N? Yeah. Okay. Does she, like, 
Okay, good. I got it here. All right, She cool. tweets a lot of articles that might help you out, J- Greg. Oh, I'm beyond help, dude. I'm <laughs> old and I'm married. There's nothing she can do. I don't know. Uh, there was She tweeted an article recently about <laughs> Botox for your boys. <laughs> Does that involve a needle? I think so. Shut up, Drew. I'm not kidding. I'm not putting a needle there. Hey, listen, if you're willing to try new things, try new things. No. You don't put needles in the boys. What the hell is wrong with you? You need to go get right. <laughs> All right, 866-314-9696. Coming up next, we'll take we'll talk about Baylor and uh, what the hell's going on down there, uh, particularly in light of uh, the news that broke yesterday. Hang tight. We'll get to you and your phone calls at 866-314-9696. You're listening to Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Thanks to Megan for discussing uh, what's going on at Baylor, giving us a little insight. Baylor yesterday, if you haven't heard, uh, is trying to get the Title IX portion of their lawsuit thrown out. Uh, And that's the one. Was it 51 or 52 rapes that they allege happened? 52. 52 52 by no less than 31 football players, possibly more. And here they come trying to pull the technicality card. The Statue of Limitations? Right. Well, uh, that it was a Title IX-based lawsuit. Right. And the Statute of Limitations for Title IX is two years, and the Elizabeth Doe in question did not file the report to the university. She filed to the local police because the university at the time of the assault did not have a Title IX coordinator. Well, that's kind of the thing here is the football program and the university ran interference on these women right. who then filed later because of it, and now the university's going up. You're outside of the window. Tough. And that's such a bad look. You're basically doubling down on this culture that created an environment that allowed for 52 alleged rapes to take place. And the thing that bothers me the most it's was just— It's more optics than anything because it sounds like they're within their legal rights to do well, it. Well, it maybe. Looks terrible. They're, they're probably within their legal rights— uh, from the Title IX perspective, technically, but the other phrase that jumped out to me was, quote, as a general rule, universities do not have a legal duty to protect yeah. their students from harm caused by other students. I'm sorry, what, according to who? <laughs> I mean, there, there are some rules. I, it's almost like they're going, listen, if you get raped on our campus, it's the wild, wild west here. That's your fault. And that's the that's the worst possible thing they could say. It's like, how tone deaf can you be? Well, not only that is, why, then why do you have your own campus police officers if they're not there to protect students? I mean, they have their own police forces. Yeah. You know, I mean, did they have them at Central? Just cops yeah. oh, who yeah. just I mean, hired well, by Central. Well, I mean, Central's a weird spot because there's also tribal police, campus police, the county police. There's, a, like, five different police Constables. forces. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I never know who has jurisdiction over Mounties. what. Mounties. <laughs> but you're right. There are campus police that are supposed to be there to protect students from other students. The very thing that Baylor is arguing, oh, why should we have to do that? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. I just feel like... Sometimes you get these cultures, particularly at schools like Baylor, who can't get out of their own way. Like, I remember Oklahoma football in the 80s. You might not remember it, but, man, they had a lot of problems under uh, Switzer Switzer back in the day. And one of them was a Detroit kid that I played against. He, he had some issues and ended up going to jail, but it was the wild, wild west there. And you would think that, what was that, in 85? You know, you're talking 30 years later, Baylor's – Acting like, you know, this is 1985. Like, athletes should get away with this stuff. You know the other thing that really bothers me? This is a very religious school. Baptist. Where are the Baptist leadership on this one? 
Why would you let a football team? I know you got a new stadium. I know you got a little taste of winning. Why would you let an athletic program drag you through the mud when you're affiliated with the church? Who does that? Where's the real leadership outside of the athletic department? How do you justify continually trying to act like nothing happened? Continually trying to make excuses for an out-of-control football program. I mean, at what point do you just say, you know what? We need a break. We screwed up. We're going to have to pay the piper here. We're going to have to admit some fault. We might have to pay some people. We might have to you know, actually acknowledge that we, we looked the other way. Why, why is it taking so long for them to acknowledge what a lot of people have already acknowledged, which is you screwed up? But it's not even just there. You heard the Penn State quote. Yeah. For those of you just tuning in, a Penn State trustee has come under fire for minimizing the suffering of Jerry Sandusky's victims. Running out of sympathy for 35-year-old so-called victims with seven-digit net worth, said Albert L. Lord Saturday in an email to the Chronicle of Higher Education. Do not understand why they were so prominent in the trial. As you learned, Graham Spanier, who was the president at the time, Never knew Sandusky abused anyone. You know, talk about tone deaf. Talk about not being in, you know, not having the ability to say we're sorry. This happened, and we're going to try to fix it. We're going to make sure this doesn't happen again. We're going to make sure not one person has to deal with this because of a coach or an athlete. Why can't people say that? Why can't you admit it? You're going to get caught, and you're going to pay. Baylor, I know why they're doing it, Jim. They're trying to save as much money money as they can. Right. Well, and that's probably along the same lines of the booster. What's a booster? It's a financial relationship with the university. They don't want their money going. Well, a trustee. So, I mean, you. He's voted. Yeah. He's voted to represent Penn State, and he says, I'm a little tired of all Sandusky's victims with their seven-digit net worth. And they're all just trying to save money. Didn't we find out what happened the first time they tried to protect the brand? It cost them $60 million and four years on probation. Now, granted, they got that lowered. But it's a, the cover-up, man, is always worse than the crime. And they're trying to cover it up. They're trying to pass it off. They're trying to act like nothing happened. And to me, that's just horrendous. It's a horrendous look. 866-314-9696. What do you think should happen to Baylor? I mean, no one's done anything to Baylor. Why is that? Is it because there's ongoing investigations? It's, I don't know. You it's know, shocking. I, I don't know if, if you've picked up on this, but just in today's news cycle, I think more and more people are just trying to bury their head and hope it blows over. I, I do, and I'm, I'm happy we're and talking about it. bury your head and not come out and make stupid comments about about the cases. These guys aren't burying their heads, Jim. Well, no, but I'm saying Baylor. In other words, Baylor, th- this stuff's coming out because it's in a lawsuit. They had to file this, but I don't think they wanted it to become a topic on talk radio. And I also think some of these people just bank on fatigue. Like, well, you're not going to keep caring about this over and over again. It's, oh, it's the same Baylor story that these three guys uh, have been talking about. I get it. It's outrageous. And then they, Baylor 
banks on you not caring anymore. You think the general public's moved on from Baylor? I hope not. I hope not, too. God, I hope not. I I, I posted yesterday when I, when I, when Greg, when you pointed the story out to us, it just, now I'm at a point, personally, and I, I don't want to speak for the show, but if you're the NCAA, how are you going to allow Baylor to continue to compete? If you're the if you're the National Collegiate Certification Board, how are you going to allow this university to remain open when their leadership believes that dismissing fifty two accused rapes because of statute of limitations is the right thing to do? Whether it's legal or not, I don't give a damn. It's the wrong thing to do. Anyone with their eyes open, should be able to tell you that. Anyone not simply thinking about the bottom line, the financial ramification, none of that matters. You allowed, permitted, a culture of rape to not only exist, but to grow at your university. And and as you guys pointed out when we were talking to Dr. Megan, is... It hasn't stopped with the firing of Art Briles. It hasn't stopped with these accusations. That culture still exists. We talk about locker room culture all the time on this show, about a culture of winning, an attitude of winning. Mm -hmm. Imagine if that culture of winning was a culture of sexual assault. That's okay and accepted. That's what's happened at Baylor. They can't allow this to continue because clearly those in power at Baylor are going to allow this to continue. Someone has to step in. Someone outside of this private college has to Where take control. Where is the leadership outside of the athletic department? Where's the president? Where's the church affiliates? That's what I don't get. It's not like Baylor is some football factory. Baylor existed long before Art Bryles got there and was a highly thought-of academic institution. Now they can't get out of their own way because of football and basketball. 866-314-9696. Doug in Kalamazoo, you're on Greg Big Drew and Jim Hyde. Hey, how you doing? I wanted to weigh in on the Baylor situation. Yeah. First of all, I am a Baptist myself, and I am just sickened by the leadership of that university. The I understand in the sports department, you know, they're all about... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Making money, they will put, you know, integrity and morals and honesty aside. But the people at the university level of leadership, they should just be ashamed of themselves. They should have stepped in and pretty much shut down the football program itself. Yeah. Yeah. Fully agreed, man. 
Fully yeah, agreed. Just, just but sickening. I don't. I as don't a know Baptist, how... though, I mean, what's the affiliation with the church that someone hasn't said, okay, wait a minute? Because don't you think at Notre Dame or one of the other institutions that are affiliated with churches that something would have, somebody would have said something? Yeah, one difference is there is a monolithic Catholic organization worldwide mm-hmm. where that really doesn't exist in the Baptist world. Okay. Most most Baptist churches are independent. I see. That and makes so, sense. So, so there is one difference there. There's right. no, like, governing body. There's no right, pope. There is, right. You got no pope. <laughs> yeah, there is no Baptist governing body in the world. Right, okay. And it's just it's sickening that sports can be that. And I love sports. Don't get me wrong. It's right. sickening that athletics can be that powerful I honestly don't know how someone can lay their head down at night and sleep knowing that they put profits above human beings having horrible crimes committed against them. And I don't know how someone can think that's okay just for the sake of glory for good old university. And not even a school with that much glory going for it, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's like very short lived. Right. It's they had a glory half decade like Sparty did. Eight six six three one four ninety six ninety six. Dave in Rockford. You're on Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Hi, Dave. Uh, yeah, you're talking about uh, the glory. That's what that's what the board of trustees wanted. The board of trustees at Baylor hired Bart Bryles and and basically let let the the animals run wild. Okay, one thing though, I'll say, when they hired him, he had a squeaky clean record and was very right. highly thought of. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what happened after that? I don't in. know that they could have predicted. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't say anything when he was bringing in people from uh, from other from other schools. He was bringing in players from other schools. You're talking about the kid from Boise. Terrible records, right? You're talking about the kid from Boise. But see, yeah, that all came Boise. out at the end, right? I don't know if anyone okay. knew about it till but it then, was okay. But but the the board of trustees is still to this day they they still want to have the powerful football program and the powerful basketball program. It starts at the top. It starts at the board of trustees. Now, Art Bryles is not innocent in all this. He obviously knew, he had to know what was going on, and he thought he had some plausible deniability until all of a sudden, you know, it comes out that there's there's so many more, uh, there's so many more uh, cases out there. But but you're talking about it being a Baptist, being a nice Christian school, that believe it or not is part of the problem, because they have this they have a sexual code of conduct there, and I think it's the same similar at uh, Brigham Young, that, oh, if you're a student there, you're not going to have premarital sex. And, and, and so what happens is if something does happen, then they can just go to the, to the, the girl and say, whoa, 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 if you, if you admit, if you say that you, and something happened, then all of a sudden, you know, she's going to get kicked out of school, right? They have this, you know, and so there is, that is a significant issue at these private schools, right, and and it's apparently they're, they're trying. They're, you know, the, the state of Texas is trying to get documents, you know, to to figure out what's going on there. And and Baylor being private, well, they're not under the same they're not under the same regulations as as the public schools. So you know, it's a big issue at Baylor. But but one thing you haven't mentioned is that the Big Twelve is um, taking some action. They have suspended. There's all of these uh, payouts for, like, the NCAA tournament and the bowl games and whatever. They're suspending any of those payments to Baylor until Baylor can satisfy the Big 12 rules yeah. regarding right. the, uh, um, you know, Title IX. 
there's a lot of um, you know there's a lot of rules. There's a lot of things that need to be submitted with reference to Title IX. Baylor is not uh, obligated, has not uh, submitted those, and so Baylor, you know, Baylor's, you know, it's a minimal punishment, but. Right. To this point, yeah, Dave, I don't, we don't want to cut you off. We're we're up against a break, man. Appreciate the uh, thoughts. We don't want to cut you off, but Jim just did. But I just did. Yeah, Jim's you know, we got we got to pay some bills too. So uh, no, we don't. Because um, right. <laughs> why? We're not. They're not paying us. <laughs> well, you let me know when they stop paying you, Greg. <laughs> All right, eight six six three one four ninety six ninety six. Coming up next. Um, yesterday we had Tony Paul on, and he said something that we kind of let it slide by about the Tigers. We're going to tell you what that is. We'll play it for you, and then we'll check your temp, okay, about whether you think he's even close to correct. That's coming up next with Greg Big Drew and Jim. All right, it's Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Coming up at 5.30, are we doing some uh, Jim's Hard-Ass Joe trivia later? Jim's Hard-Ass Joe Lewis Arena trivia, trivia, trivia. That's right. If you want to go to the Red Wings game, uh, we'll do it at 5.30. If you want to go to the game Saturday, April 8th, second last home game, you got to answer the trivia question. we don't have the poll for April 9th. Why do you got to keep shooting our promotion in the foot, Greg? <laughs> I love the promotion. It's a big deal, all right? Hey, it's the second would, to last game. These tickets cost hundreds of dollars. Dude, I went to the eighth to last game, okay? That shows you where I pull rank. All right. Well, eighth to the last. You drive a Lexus, <laughs> bruh. This, this is how it works. We're going to ask a trivia question every day this week through next week, Wednesday. If you answer it correctly, you get put into a drawing. We will draw next Wednesday. Hmm. And you could go to the game on Saturday, April 8th, against the Montreal Canadiens. That's coming up at 530 uh, so far, Jim's real hard questions that he stays up for hours prepping have gone too deep. One the first day, two the second day, two the third day. This is the day, Greg. No, it's not. Dude, you're struggling. You're on the struggle bus when it comes to trivia questions. Today's going to be a good You're one. not as good as you thought you were, Joe. That's all, you, that's all there is to it. <laughs> Speaking of teams that maybe aren't as good as we thought they were. You're just an everyday Joe when it comes to your to your uh, <sighs> your trivia. I bet you Drew could come up with a harder one. <laughs> Don't you, Drew? I think you I could. mean, I feel like I have some skills that are underutilized on this show. All right, well, let's see how I do today. And then if you if you don't get past 2, Drew will and double you to tomorrow. Drew, Drew okay. will have to do it tomorrow. Okay. All right. We'll I'm do Drew's hard ass trivia. Drew's hard ass. Because I could make it so trivia. no one could get it, but I'm not pulling rank. No. <laughs> Big radio star rank. like you. That's because Greg was there, though. Greg used, lived it. I used to matter, bro. Is it okay? true that you opened the Joe? <laughs> it was one Wait night, one me. night with Greg Henson. <laughs> that's the only one that's there now that I didn't go to the first game at. Oh wow! <laughs> I know. Can you believe it? Seventy-nine, man. My my parents didn't like sports. I didn't get to go to games. Okay, we'll do that at 5.30. We teased this. Yesterday on the show, we had Tony Paul on, mm-hmm. and he talked about WrestleMania three because he's got a piece up. People should check it out. But we also asked him at the end of the interview about the Tigers, and he kind of slipped something in there, and we were up against a break, so we just let it go. But I want to play it again for people. We've talked the Tigers down a lot on this show. Low expectations, going to miss the playoffs, yada, yada. 
Tony Paul is, I think, in the minority. This is what he said about the Tigers. Here we go, Tony Paul. I make a little bit more of them than a lot of people. I think a lot of people are kind of overlooking them, uh, and I get it. They didn't have a very sexy offseason compared to what they've done in the past. No big names that they signed or traded for. You know, they missed the playoffs the last couple of years, so I understand why nationally some people might be overlooking them. And of course, the Cleveland Indians roster is very good, and their young pitching is fantastic. And they added Edwin Encarnacion, a big bat to their lineup, desperately needed from the right side. So I understand it. You got to look at the Tigers roster and realize there's still a little bit here, especially in the rotation. I think there's really good potential for the rotation of Verlander, Boyd, of Norris, of Fulmer, and Zimmerman, if healthy. I think there's a lot there in that rotation. They talk about the Indians one, and it's great. I think the Tigers rotation could be very good. And if you look at the offense, I mean, people, I don't know why so many people are down on this team when you look at an offense that's, you know, that includes a Miguel Cabrera, Ian Kinsler, you know, Justin Upton, I think could have a huge year this year after the way he bounced back down the stretch last year. You know, Nick Castellanos, his season was cut short last year, his career year. J.D. Martinez, when he comes back, doesn't sound like a very serious injury. You know, just a really good offensive team. And Victor Martinez played through a hernia last year. You would expect him to probably be a little bit more productive. You know, the bullpen's got some issues. But I still think this team has a little bit left to give. I, I don't know why so many people are down on it. Maybe it's because the Indians look like such a better team. But, you know, the Indians also went 14-4 against the Tigers last year. And I don't think that's going to happen again. So I, I think it's going to be a decent race between those two teams. The rest of the division is pretty bad. Therefore, I really like the Tigers to make the playoffs, at least as a wild card. I think both the Indians and the Tigers are going to kind of beat up on the rest of the division. So Tony has them in the playoffs as a wild card team. He's the team. only one. I have not seen anybody else do that. He's the only one. Now, Tony with the Tigers is a little more optimistic, typically. We had him on a lot last year, and that's kind of where he fell. But it does bring up an interesting question. Is he right? Are we all sleeping on the Tigers? Do they have the talent so. to make the playoffs? Um, it's the same team. It's the same team they've had for three years, by and large, right? Yeah. yeah they, when when Tony said they didn't have a sexy off season, they did nothing. <laughs> like they did, they did nothing. Do you know who can be sexy doing nothing? Kate Upton, not the Tigers. I, the only thing I'm hanging my hat on is the one stat he gave. They're not going to go 4-14 and 14 against Cleveland again. Or are they? What if they go 9-9 nine and nine against Cleveland? Where does that put them? What did they finish last year out of first? Anyone remember? If they, I think if they had gone 500 against Cleveland, they would have made the playoffs. That won't happen again. But they're not going to also get a, they're not gonna get a Cy Young performance out of Fulmer again, are they? Well, does JV have another Cy Young season in him? I'll never doubt JV again, so shut up. Drew. I'm not doubting. I'm just asking the question. <laughs> I believe. Look, I was the idiot last year when he came out and said, guys, what was it May, Jim? It was, was it? Yeah, early May. Early May, he said, guys, calm down. I've got this. Who, he who said, doubt him? me if you will. And I doubted him. I was an idiot. Everyone did. Right. Not and then guy. he shut us off. Yeah, J- you know what? Full credit to Jim. He doubled down on that JV was going to have an incredible year, and he was right. Absolutely right. So questioning Justin Verlander is no longer something I'm going to do. I'm not either. Just because I feel like, here's the thing, he's a different type of pitcher now. you know, And he seems to understand that and, and adjust accordingly. He knows he can't come out and blow the ball by people all the time. So I feel like he kind of figured that out and has been working on that over the last year or so. So I won't doubt him, but, I mean, I, I don't see it. Are, are we crazy? 
Any do any of you think they're making the playoffs? I don't. 866-314-9696. Tony Paul, Detroit News, says, hey, this team's going to the playoffs. Says, I don't get why everybody's so down on them. Do you see it? Are you with Tony? I mean, we've got less than a week till the season starts, and I think most of the fans have said playoffs aren't going to happen, yet here's Tony Paul saying, yes, they will. Does anybody buy it? 866-314-9696. Here's the thing. Can they? Sure. I think the ceiling is the playoffs, but it's it's one of those, like, everything goes well for you. You get healthy V. Martin, Zimmerman, Fulmer, Norris, and Boyd. All of them continue to grow with no steps back. You don't get any nagging injuries to Miguel Cabrera. Blastianos has a breakout season and doesn't get injured. You would need everything Who? to go well. Uh, Blastianos, Nick Castellanos, great nickname. It, it didn't finish on. last in the worst nickname poll from yesterday. Anyway. Oh. So, uh, sorry, Where Greg. J-Ho? J-Ho finished dead last. Oh, come on. That's so much better than Blastianos. Do you know what came in first, though? Huh. Me calling you baby, baby. <laughs> but do so you, don't you guys see that if everything were to go well, all the young pitchers take a step forward. All of your players stay healthy. They have the star power to, to get a wild card spot. But my problem is you have to factor in the fact that it's baseball. Slumps happen. Injuries happen. And your manager's Brad Osmus, who's going to throw away at least five games. <laughs> so... <laughs> the lossmas factor. Right, like once you build all that into your expectations, I'm saying no, you're not making it. I don't think they're making it either. I, I think Tony's being really optimistic. I admire him for his optimism. I just don't see it happening. Are we sleeping on the Tigers? Eight six six three one four ninety six ninety six. Do you think there's a chance they give a, monument, uh, a monumental effort this year? because they probably realize this is their last run. JV doesn't win it this year. He'll never win it unless they allow him to title shop late in his career. Miguel's got one already. But what do you do? I mean, this is it. Let me just quote the great Kenny Loggins. This is it. (laughs) Make no mistake where you are. Your back's to the wall now. This is it. This is it. Until it's over and done one way or the other. Jim doesn't know what we're talking about. No, he doesn't. That's okay. Highway to the danger zone? What are we doing? Yeah, you're right. Good. Good. All right. Good. Fair enough. Yeah, good. Close. Close. <laughs> Here's a little fact, though. Oh, boy. Here we go. No, you'll like this. One year they didn't play that I, that I know of. They didn't play one shining moment for the NBA or for the NCAA tournament. And somebody fact-checked me if I'm wrong, but I think the one year they didn't, it was This Is It by Kenny Loggins. Mm. Aha! Yeah. Look it up. I think I'm right. I might be wrong. I'm always wrong. Are we sleeping on the Tigers? 866-314-9696. We'll take your phone calls. We'll read your social media. Coming up next, it's Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Sleeping on the lovely Detroit Tigers 2017-2018 version. I guess it's only 2017 because it doesn't cross over. 2017 Tigers. Are we sleeping on them? Tony Paul, the Detroit News, was on with us yesterday. And he said, look, I I think people are soft-selling these guys and that they're still a pretty damn good team. Now, here's the thing. 
he did a lot of caveats in there. If the bullpen plays well, if Verlander pitches well, if Cabrera does what he does, if if V-Mart comes back from, you know, the hernia surgery and injury that he suffered all last year, if Justin Upton does this, I heard at least 10 ifs. Give me a time when the Tigers' ifs all happened, particularly in the last decade when they've had talent. Well, and let's also be honest about this. It's a 162-game season. There are injuries that will happen, especially to pitchers. And you've got young arms. If one or- With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two of them had something bad happen. All of a sudden, that depth is gone. What about the bats that you're counting on in this lineup? Victor Martinez... JD's got the Liz, yeah, the Lilith Fair injury. Yeah, he's already hurt. Miggy, oh, Lilith, Fair. Lilith Fair. But but honestly, with damn it, I want to hate you. That's good. With, <laughs> with Miggy and Vmart, both of them are prone to nagging injuries, and you've already seen one to JD and Miggy. You're you're probably going to see some stretches where they don't play well this season. And are they good enough to to overcome that? Absolutely not. I think this team's good enough if they hit everything right. But that's come on now. How many baseball seasons have you been alive for? You know that's not going to happen. Well, let me ask you a question. Every team has the same issues, though. Yep. Do they have to hit a higher percentage in your mind than than Cleveland? And I'm talking in terms of avoiding injury, getting great performances out of your starters and your bullpen. They're going to have to hit it a way, way larger percentage of good things happening. You know. Because let's face it, every year one of the you know usually the team that stays the healthiest is in the hunt. Well, I'll put it this way: I think the Tigers are going to be in the hunt, air quotes, in, like in, in, in July. The MVP hunt? Sure, in July they're going to be in the conversation, is what you're talking. Yeah, they'll about. be in the conversation, Craig. Because think about it: with the second wild card, right. it opens up more possibilities, and they've been in the hunt, air quotes, the last two years, despite making the playoffs or despite missing the playoffs. I think they'll be in the hunt again. The question is going to be: Will they be healthy? And will they be willing to buy, right? Last year, they couldn't really buy. And I don't know if they can buy again next season. They, they could buy this year. They need to stock up that farm system, though. But you could buy this year. But is if, this a team you're going all in with? It depends. It might be your last one. Gosh, we've been saying that for so many years. I don't I know, disagree, but I just... But don't you think they have to cut bait this year if they don't get in the playoffs? Especially with all those contracts expiring? Yeah, you you got to cut bait this year if it doesn't happen. If you can get... I think come July at the deadline, if you're within a couple of games of a playoff spot, you got to buy. Just for the simple fact, you got to keep putting butts in the seats. But you know that is. It's, it's a risk-reward. You're not going to give your best prospects. You're going to go find someone looking to dump salary and offer them, you know, some middling guy in your system. Nobody's nobody's giving away top prospects anymore. I feel like the new norm is we'll take the salary for a month or two, but we're not going to give up top prospects. I think that's what the Tigers are going to do is they'll go to some team and say, hey, you want to dump some salary? We'll take him. You know, here's a guy who, you know, he may turn out, but he's not one of our top prospects. I don't think your Jimenez is, and I don't think uh, your, your Jones is, and those guys are going to be, tradable pieces but the question you have to ask yourself as a tiger fan is tony paul right are we underselling the tigers should they be more of a 
conversation, you know, and to use Jim's term, should they be in the conversation in the Central? Or is Cleveland Russell Westbrook just that much better than the, it up. than the LeBron James Tigers? 866-314-9696. Tremaine in Detroit. You're on Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. Hi, Tremaine. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing well, man. How are you doing today? Oh, right. I can't complain. Uh, man, the Tigers, I'm going to look at them first 10 games. If they jump out well in them first 10 games, I could see some some real nice things for them. Uh, 10 games? With, yeah, the first 10. I You're going that way? I'm sorry. Yeah, I always go like because I. You, oh, come on. You can tell by the first pitch. You know right away. <laughs> I'm talking about those first 10 games. I'm right, talking about right. the first. Yeah, the first 10 games, man. I'm talking about the first 10 games. I'm, I'm, I got to see those first 10. And I can pretty much, you know, get a little gauge of what's going on because you're not going to know just because of this preseason. They, I mean, their pitching wasn't that well. But one thing about pitching is strange in, in baseball. When the light's on, Certain pitchers just step up. I mean, just because it's preseason, this is nothing. But when them seats are in there, people in them seats and the lights are on and the big stage is there, you know, certain teams just pitchers just step up. And I and the bats, of course, gonna matter. How much did uh, I was asking a call screener? Uh, how many points did they average during this preseason as far as batting? Do anybody know? Uh, the spring no, training, uh, generally people don't look at cumulative sp- spring training because why, Jim? I know, I know. I was just asking. Just No, you know, I, I don't I would, know. I wouldn't even know where to find that stat. I'm not going to lie to you, bud. I mean, we could dig it up for you, but the point is so many young guys are playing and guys are working on stuff that it's not even about winning and losing those games as much as it is getting yourself ready to go and getting yourself oh. right. Yeah, but I, I, but I really think with the veteran hitters that we have, I mean, it's nothing to them. I wouldn't be surprised right. if really their injuries aren't that big of injuries. You know, they just want to sit out. It's just the same wrestling stuff. I mean, the rest uh, thing that people are doing, you know, of course the NBA, but they just terrible with it. They just know how to hide it. It's ridiculous. But, you know, they probably just sitting them down for rest, man. You know? And All right, when Tremaine, they... are we underselling them? Yeah, I think we are, man. I, 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 like I said, the first 10 for me, you know, some guys go deep. They go 20, you know. I normally you know like that last that last year man i kind of knew that they weren't gonna be nothing i don't know what it was it was just something was was till cameron maiden now cameron maiden that's the thing i'm so peed that they got rid of him man i really think they should have kept him he was a nice little blue there man but i don't know what was up with that what he center field with the long ass arms yep um, and long legs you long see yeah, that, that's that's our guy, man. He's you know gone. what? Ironically, Tremaine, that's in the scouting report. This guy's got long ass arms. Y'all have a good one. Hey, thanks, Tremaine. <laughs> Tremaine. You know, I, out of curiosity, I wanted to go look up the last two years how they started the season in the first ten games. We're going to call this the Tremaine test, apparently. Okay, Tremaine's test. Okay, last year they went seven and three in the first. Sign them up. And uh, the year before that, they went nine and one in the first ten games. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, missed the playoffs yeah, both years. That didn't work out. How'd it go the year before, when when they did go to the playoffs? Do you know, they started slow, didn't they? They they had the I'm trying to think the big Prince Fielder homer. Rob Rob is shocked by the way that Jim doesn't chart and graph preseason stats. You should be you should be charting and graphing. You should be ashamed of yourself. Are we underselling the Tigers heading into the season? Opening day's Friday. By the way, we'll be downtown on opening day. Yes, uh, the home opener. Give the details, my friend. 
That's right. We will be at the home opener. You can get more details about where, where we're going to be at DetroitHomeOpener.com. Yes. We're crashing Mojo from Channel 955's party. Well, he loves us anyway. So and 104.5 SNX over here on the west side of the state. We love Mojo. Mojo loves us. Way, it's going to be way, a big old hug fest. By the way, don't kid yourself. I had to get you two losers in. Well, yeah, you had to vouch for us. <laughs> and I appreciate I Mojo, you lying to him Mojo's and telling like, him we're you cool. You can come, not Jim and Drew. And I said, come on, let them in. They're good guys. It's kind of like the you know getting the nerds into the party in high school. I got you in. Thanks, baby. <laughs> Greg doesn't know that we were there last year anyway. Uh, Don't tell him that. Right, let's, go yeah. to, let's go to Brad. Well, yeah, last year we were at a card table with people offering us late hey, joints I, during the show. I, I got some bad news Ooh. for you. I think we're going to be doing the same thing this year. <laughs> That's fine. But this year I've got two of you, so when the lit joint comes around, back to the phones. All right, Brad and Plymouth, are we sleeping on the Tigers? Tony Paul thinks they're going to make it. Tony Paul said they're going to make the playoffs. That's right, wild card. Well, wild card, yeah. No, I don't think we're sleeping on them. I think... It, to me, the, the the difference in the division is one guy this season. The, the Indians still have Andrew Miller. That guy is ridiculous. I mean, he's he's shut down. I mean, and if they, I don't know if is Rajay Davis still going to be in the Indians lineup because if he's no. not, and there you go. And if they get improvement out of the spot that he was taking up last season, then I don't see why the Indians don't win the division this season. I mean, if we get wild card, yes. And Jim, you're assessment is right on but i mean it's right everything has to go right no injuries guys stepping up good bullpen pitching you know yeah i know i it, it it'll be a miracle if they make you know i, I mean they've miracle, got the front facing stars right i mean you've got a number one ace pitcher in verlander you have a big right-handed batted miguel cabrera like you have a lot of those top end stars but yeah over the course of a season it's so much more about the guy that hits sixth in your lineup and your fourth starter and your setup man. And, like, those are areas I, I don't think we have enough answers at. Not enough answers, and we'll see what kind of pickups happen at the trade deadline. You know, another test for Avila. I'm not sold on him at all. Uh, I don't know why. Why would you bring a, his, a Alex back? I saw, was, was there anything wrong with Saltalamacchia backing up McCann? I had no problem with that at all. Oh, neither did I. I like a, I like a catcher who doesn't get concussed every time he's bumped on the noggin. Yeah. Oh, now that's just mean. The guy's out there giving effort, Drew. Calls a great game. Calls a, calls a great yeah. game. Calls a great calls game. Calls a great game. Can't dad's, hit for crap. Dad's the boss. Dad's the boss. All right, uh, quickly, Randy in Spring Lake. Are we sleeping on the Tigers, my man? Oh, yes, totally. Really? Oh, they could, you know, I mean, they got the best manager. They ought to be able oh, to sarcasm. pretty strong. Okay, sniffed it out. <laughs> Thanks, Randy. Randy. So, wait, we're I, speaking of manager, we're going to bring back the loss miscounter, right? That starts next Monday? Sure. Yeah, why not? Oh, I can't wait. But you need to get some sound effects in this and you know, dial it we up do. a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Check out the big brain on Brad. God, I can't wait for that one all year, too. I'll, all be, right. I'll be sad. I hope their next manager is also named Brad. I know. I'd hate to have to do away with Brad. that drop. I've got that one somewhere, too. I've got to find it again. I, I put it away for the winter. To make room for for stuff like uh, you know uh, like like no the balls I like the balls yeah or... that one can go in the ball in the mothballs for the till the fall right big strong hunks of man leave that poke away mm. <laughs> leave that <laughs> I like what you got all right coming up next uh, Michigan State plays their spring game let's let's talk football okay I don't think it's too trivial 
Uh, 866-314-9696. Speaking of trivial. Yeah. Ooh. You can do it now? No, no, we're doing it after the break. No, you should do it now. Do it now. Go ahead, do it now. Go no, ahead. I'm not giving people a Give chance it. to look it up in the break. It's time for Jim's well, hard-ass trivia. Jim's next. Hard-ass Joe Lewis It'll arena trivia. It. Read it. Read it. Do, do it. it. Why don't you want to do, do it. it now? Do it. Do why it. Why don't you want to do, do it. it now? Jim. <laughs> What's the problem? Why don't you just do it? Jim. <laughs> Jim. Do the trivia question. Greg, I'm not giving people the question before the break so they Why? can Google it for five minutes oh, on this hold. this is not about and you. Then, oh, it's abs- you made this it about me. This is not about you. You if made it about enough, me. If it's hard enough, it's hard enough. People if will find not, out next. If it's not hard enough, it's not hard enough. I know that's been an issue for you. <sighs> Give the question. Go. Poke away. Mm. It's Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. MSU spring game is Saturday, and unlike Mark D'Antonio, we will actually be talking about football. I don't think it's trivial if they're going to play it. Wow, shots fired. Well, is what it is. But before we do that, we have a chance for people to win tickets to Saturday, April 8th at the Joe, the second to last game That's of right, the Red folks. Wing season. This contest has reduced Jim to nothing more than a damn fool. So the way this contest works, once a day we ask Joe Lewis Arena Trivia. If you get it right, you get entered in to a drawing to win tickets to that game. And, and you, because and, it's been so easy, Jim, right. because it's been so easy, we have named it Jim Costa's hard-ass Joe Lewis Arena trivia question of the day. Brought to you by WMGB Home Improvement, formerly West Michigan Glass Block. Check them out, WMGB.com. A new name, FYI, same people you trust. And just FYI, he gets so mad when you get it on the first or second guess. So let's make sure we get this done, people. First or second guess, and Drew does it tomorrow. <laughs> if you guys get it right again, I have to make up the hard-ass Joe Lewis Arena trivia question tomorrow. All right, the question today, and the number, 866-314-9696. The question today, Joe Lewis Arena opened in 1979. What was the first event that oh, the arena on. actually hosted? 866-314-9696. This is so easy. 866-314-9696. No, Greg was not there. But I think Greg actually knows it. Our producer didn't know. Drew did not so know. So easy. I think it was Greg Henson's cabaret extravaganza. Was Dickie right. V coaching the team? 866-314-9696 is the number. Dummy? Joe Lewis Arena Trivia. The first event at the Joe, December 12, 1997. Man, or 1979. 1997 is the first event Jim went to. Yeah, exactly. I think it was um, John Long. Was it uh, Terry Tyler? Mary Tyler Moore? Poke away. Mm. I'm just trying to get Jim <laughs> screwed up on this. I know. All right. I'm doing the Al K-Line giveaway, the trivia question answer. No, you're not. This is a hard. This is Jim Costa's hard Joe Lewis Arena trivia question brought but to I, you by Jim. WMGB Home Improvement. You don't realize I just gave it away. I don't know what you're talking about. 
All right, let's get some let's of go these to the responses. Phones. Hold on, hold on, Drew. Let's First up is Sam in no, 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 Grand Rapids. Greg, Greg, you got to trust me. Let's go to the phones. All right, get to the phones. Go. Sam in Grand Rapids. <laughs> what was the first <laughs> event on, got at Joe Louis Arena? Sammy. Uh, Sam Rapids, what was it? Hey, I'm pretty sure it was like the Detroit University basketball game. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> who, hold on. Who did they play? Doesn't matter. Oh, uh, you didn't know it wasn't part of the deal. It was well, U- hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it was Technically, U- Sam is D. right. It was a University of Detroit basketball game. They played against who, Jim? He's leaving. Jim? Where's he going? Jim's le- he's Jim, leaving. Jim, where are you going? Is he actually leaving? He's Drew, leaving. you're doing it tomorrow, he's Drew. Wa- he's actually, wa- hold on, guys. He's actually he's walking. So he just mad. He legitimately just left. Sam, how did like, you know that? Flipped, he flipped me the bird and walked out. <laughs> If you watch any Red Wings game, they've said it probably like 200 times this season. I know. I saw it in a Freep article, and Jim acts like it's so hard. He you know, Jim left. can't get mad if he doesn't put the effort in. <laughs> there was no effort the last two days on Jim's part to make this Joe Lewis hard-ass trivia. No effort. Seriously. Sam, Everybody we're gonna put you knew. On, we're going to put you on hold, Sam. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you. Seriously. Everybody knew it was UDM. Go to hell, Sam. Everybody knew. Oh, my God. The stars of that team, former Piston draft picks, John Long, Terry Tyler, Terry Do-Rod was on that team, and Dickie V was the coach the year before. Jim, you can't be mad. Your effort has been terrible. <laughs> Ter- you took days off like LeBron. <laughs> you expect to read an article? And stump somebody? Is that what you think? Is that you just show up for work, pull out the free? Oh, let me read the free. They'll give me an interesting fact about the stadium. I'm really disappointed. You're the one who's supposed to dig deep. What do you have to say for yourself? Are you done? What do you have to say for yourself? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Done. You done, Drew? Do you disagree that his effort has lacked these last two trivia questions? I mean, he pulled them right out of the paper. That oh, I don't know. Everyone reads. You need to go find that. That's not in the paper. I seen that nowhere. You woke up thinking that garbage, man. I, ain't nobody, that. I ain't heard that nowhere. I, I saw it, it in the paper. I seen it many times. You had a caller who just told you if you've watched any of the last ten Red Wing games, they've said it. <laughs> you know what? How about I- this, Jim? Who was the first concert? <laughs> Come on, Jim. Who was the first concert? Oh my! I haven't goodness. read that four hundred times. He's googling it. Go ahead. <laughs> Google it. Go on. Let me give you a hint. They're from Canada. Nickelback. Drew likes them a lot. Rush. Yes. I believe the first concert was Rush. Um, okay, so don't get mad. You didn't do the work. You know what? That's fine. I don't want this responsibility anymore. You we have to take this. it away. You've lost it. I don't it. want you it. You've earned This you is like what happens it. when you don't get a recruit. You go, we didn't want him anyway. Yeah, I didn't right. want this responsibility anyway. Well, I'm sure Drew will have a killer question tomorrow. I'm going to have a great one.
It's going to be so good. I It'll think there's go- funny business going on here. I don't know if our producer's feeding answers to people or... What? That would He's be definitely a- not screening through the calls to pick out winners. I want a full investigation. That would be so against the rules. You, I think I, the Russians are involved. You know what the problem is? You're passing off your lack of effort on Fongers, and that's not fair. Own it. Do we know if the Russians are involved? That's all I'm asking. Dude, even producer Chris got that question before a caller did. It's just not that hard. That's why I yelled the minute you did it. How dare you try to pass that off as a hard question? Well, that's because Jim doesn't respect our audience. He doesn't respect the process. <laughs> you know? If you would have sat down and <laughs> okay, put wait, some work wait, into wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. I have to stop. No one respects the process more than Jim. Jim loves the process. <laughs> but then why Let's did he not respect here. the process the last two days on Jim's hard-ass Joe Louis Arena trivia? That I can't answer. I, I don't live in the man's head, thankfully. Is there something more important, Jim? Do you want to tell us about it? Like, why you took two days off? Greg, I've been here. I've been alert. I actually was on the show for the first 50 minutes of yesterday. Oh! Yeah, but you obviously weren't doing trivia questions. We should have assigned you a homework assignment during that hour to come up with a trivia question. (laughs) I could pull one of these out of my backside and stump 10 people. So, wait, who's doing it tomorrow? You or Drew? Do you want it tomorrow, big guy? No, we'll both do it. I'll call you. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with one. Oh we'll boy, discuss. two heads better than one. Well, better than yours, obviously. Uh, we'll find that <laughs> out. Come up with that lame-ass question. You were the first event ever at Dodo's Arena. My 10-year-old knew that one. That's not true. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, it's still fun just to beat on you over it. I just love that they got it, and we didn't even have to cheat. I literally gave the answer. I know you did. And you didn't even know it. <laughs> no, I knew what I you were doing. About. I tried to go away from it. Just go, keep talking. Ignore him. Oh, my it's, God. It's my formula for I the love, show. Just ignore these, Greg. Keep talking. I love talking. these tweets so much. Uh, our buddy Rob Schaefer. What's up, Rob? Says, how long until we can get a live cam on Jim for his facial expressions during the show? Oh, my God. He makes some great. We should try to do that. We should really. Just focused on Jim's face. I don't want the rest of the studio in the shot. Tomorrow's question from Jay. <laughs> Who was Joe Louis Arena named after? Jim Costa. You got to have his occupation. Throw a little twist on it. Yeah. What did he do for a living? No one in Detroit would know that one, right? Man. All right, well. I'm disappointed. I, you've said that. Repeatedly. A lot. I like it. I've, I've noticed. I'm a lot disappointed. I expect, I had high expectations. Like, every day that... You got burned by the first or second. I thought it would double your your energy to get it right and make it hard. And you didn't do it. Who was the first event? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know kindergartners who know that question. Mm-hmm. It was U of D. Mm-hmm. I wanted both teams, by the way. You got you let him off the hook. It was well, two in-state schools. Doesn't matter. And I would argue that's a Michigan game, not a U of D game. It was U of D home game. I don't care. Michigan's a bigger brand. Of course. No offense to U of D. <laughs> None taken, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Tomorrow, Drew and I will blow this up, and Jim will look foolish again, I predict. Just saying. Okay. But again, 75% of life is showing up, Jim. Show up next time, buddy. Uh <laughs> Speaking of showing up, how about this segue? Hey, the Spartans are going to show up Saturday. That's right. 3 p.m. Waga, waga. All right. Yeah. Poke away. Mm. You have to say it that way because keep in mind this is all trivial. The fact that this game is actually happening. It's harder trivial trivial. than you just did. Mm -hmm. 
but it's trivial, so don't take anything out of it. Mm-hmm. Don't don't even watch it. In fact, if you watch it, then then you're trivializing what's going on. You're at part of the problem. You're, you're the frankly. problem. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, can we talk about the quarterback? Can we? Are we well, allowed? I we can. I don't know if Coach I, D can, but I think we can. Why don't you respect the investigation, Greg? I know. With I, I hate to sound like I don't care about the victims. It's like you can you can't walk and shoot them at the same time. All right, so well, listen. You, keeping in mind that there is an investigation, there is also a football game on Saturday. Right. They're choosing to play it, so I think we should at least be talking about. It. Sure. What the hell do you want to see in this game? I want to see him lose. <laughs> you taking green or you taking white? I want them both to lose. A zero zero tie. <laughs> Both quarterbacks hurt. I want to see him go three and nine. Oh, there it is. Oh, did I do that, Drew? I'm so sorry. Final score: green <laughs> nine, white three. <laughs> I think so. it's going to be three to nine. Um, Unacceptable! <laughs> it's the quarterback, right? You want to find out who the quarterback is? Is number one first and foremost? It always is when you you got an open race. I I think Damian Terry's going to be great. <clears throat> See, if you guys haven't picked up on the bit here, Greg is rooting for the guy he thinks will lose the most games. (laughs) What do you mean he's a great quarterback? Terry is not going to be the starter next fall. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think it comes down to Lewerke and DeWeaver, right? Drew, Spartan guy, am I right? Is that what this comes down to? It's Lewerke. I think it's Lewerke. I don't even think it's a hesitation yet. I agree. I think Lewerke, while he may have struggled a little bit last season, showed progress. He shows promise. I think Lewerke's the guy. I don't think uh, – yeah, I agree. I mean, even though he got lewerke by Michigan last year, I think he's going to be the starter. Right. He got Lewerked. Thank you. <laughs> and he got broked it up, too. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you for yeah, that. I think, I think that kid will be good. He looked like, you know, he maybe – you know, when they put him in against Michigan, he looked like maybe there was something there. Like maybe he could move that offense. I was very impressed. Even though I really want Damian Terry's my favorite, uh, I think it's going to be Lewerke. No doubt. And, you know, you got to find out what you're doing on your offensive line. Who the hell is going to play linebacker? There's a lot of questions for this team Greg, going I, into the spring game. I just wanted to run through some of the guys they're losing. And this is on a 3-9 and nine football team. So maybe it's not all that bad because you, you need they new guys anyway. They underperformed, though. They had issues. You lose Monty Medeiros and R.J. Shelton at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. On the offensive line, you lose, what, three seniors? Mm-hmm. You lose Josiah Price. I'm sure they lost end. an Allen somewhere. No, actually, they bring back Brian Allen, but you lost but Benny McGowan, <laughs> Brandon like Clemens, Allens Cody Keeler. Yep. I mean, they they lost some bodies on the offensive side of the ball. Josiah yep. Price, you lost your tight end. Yep. On defense, you're right at linebacker. You lose Riley Bulla. You lose John Reschke. You lose both safeties, Cox and Nicholson. Mm-hmm. You lose Darren Hicks at corner. The best one they've lost that you haven't mentioned yet. Uh, Malik McDowell. Uh-huh, even though he shut it down. And, and the other end, who's supposed possible? to be somebody, is Demetrius Cooper, and he's the one that's uh, spit on the meter, uh, meter maid. But is it possible they're going to be worse? I mean, I didn't realize the losses were that drastic. I knew they were losing players. But I always say this when it comes to returning starters. Are you bringing back good starters? And I would say the same thing for starters that you're losing. Are you losing good starters? On defense, they're losing good starters. Bulareski, Nicholson. McDowell. McDowell, those are good players. On offense, I think they're losing good offensive linemen. I wouldn't worry about the quarterback. The wide receivers, I think, are filled. You know, they got wide receivers who yep. can step in. 
and the running game's fine. So, yeah, defense is where it's going to hurt. I mean, they're losing the core of that defense. And that's been their identity yes. under Mark D'Antonio. That's why they won the Rose Bowl. That's why they won three Big Ten titles. It wasn't yeah. the offense. People get caught up in Kirk Cousins and Connor Cook. and They were really good quarterbacks. Yeah, well, Connor Cook was special. But, again, those teams won with defense. They, they were never really top 25 caliber no. offenses. They were efficient. But Cook used to make big plays at big times. Well, he was that guy who would right. execute when necessary. He Remember the not... Rutgers game where, he, yes. where they needed that throw and he – did he hit it? And I felt like he did that in three of the four games where they almost lost the year before, right? And he pulled their asses out of the fire a couple times. But you're right. It's the defense. They're losing a lot on defense. Good players. That would be my concern, the quarterback and all the losses on defense. Because I'm not worried about the O-line. Because Jim's quote is, you can always find a fat guy who can block. I don't think I said that. But you did. You you said that last year in the preseason. I might have said it as a joke. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't remember you chuckling. You said they'll find some fat guys up front. You said that last year. I swear I didn't say that. Drew, tell him he said it. He did. I, I totally heard you say that. You're just saying that to make me mad, and I'm I'm learning no, this slowly. You said what? it slowly. What? You said it. You do did. it. I, it's it's actually it. funny because I had to have been saying it sarcastically because well, I, think, I actually believe the opposite. I think it's one of the hardest positions to no, develop. I think the point you were making at the time was you felt like there were some players in their pipe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think you were saying just fat, grab a fat guy off the street. Right, because otherwise I'd be roster. making a lot more money and not hanging out with you losers. <laughs> Why, are you insinuating state pays players? No, I'm insinuating yeah, I'm is. a fat guy with tons <laughs> of college eligibility left. <laughs> Look into it. Look into it. So, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see the quarterback and, and all the losses on defense, what they can fill. Because that's a lot to fill. I mean, who's going to play those positions? We're all watching this game, right? I'm going to have it on, yeah. I want to see who's not there. And I'm going to tweet the is, names of every player not dressed. Is that why you're watching? Yes. That's interesting. Drew, Why are you watching to see who doesn't play or to see who does play? I'm watching Maybe we to do see, this tomorrow. I like this as a topic. I, I'm watching to see who does play. I'm watching to watch the football game. Not me. I, I'm not sick like Jim. I'm, I'm watching it to confirm what I already think I know. So when I see the three players that have been told to me that aren't playing, I'm not going to. I'm not going to out them on Twitter, but I'm going to list every player I don't see because I think people know who those players are. And that's going to be the big story. What else are you want? Really, are you watching for something else on a 3-9 and nine team? No offense. I'm not even taking a jab there. What else is there to see? I mean, it's a stupid spring game. I don't even watch Michigan spring game that closely, and they're going to be good. Oh, come on. Michigan spring game, April 15th, 1 p.m., Michigan oh God, Stadium. You're a nerd. Are you going or are you going to watch it? I'll meet you there. <laughs> meet me there. I'll Catch be, me outside. I'm going to watch it and then DVR it and then watch it again. You are a loser. When right, Central's, that's what I said. He's sick. When Central's, Central's is April 22nd. <laughs> I won't meet you there. Yeah, see you there, Greg. <laughs> I will not meet Tailgate you there. Tailgate Village. Meet up. <laughs> so what are you watching for? I mean, the quarterback's the easy one. But are I don't you think watching to see who's not playing or who's playing? I'm watching to see who's playing. I think you guys are nuts. I think people are going to tune in. They, they might have great. Is it going to be live on BTN that we know? I hope so. Because they're not showing Michigan live. If it's live on BTN, I bet you everyone's tuning in to see who's not playing. And not one of them gives a damn about Brian Lewerke. <laughs> Seriously. Come on, his name's Messiah DeWeaver. But, I mean, he's a Michigan cast-off. Who cares? Oh, there it is. We didn't want him. He actually kind of didn't. 
<laughs> because the, I think I think it was more about philosophies than anything. Um, yeah. But because s- you have so many holes to fill on that defense, I mean, you are going to be look like who's a starter on the Spartan defense? That's not interesting to you. Not really. The attrition the of college of the football. He, I, I Craig, we're going to talk about this in in July. So right, right, and I feel like you're going to. I feel like, I, I honestly, I feel like the spring games a crock of crap. How dare you? I don't feel like we find anything out. Like last year, after the spring game, we didn't know who Michigan's quarterback was. Oh, I knew. No, you didn't. I said it on the radio the next day. I said, you know who looks the best? Wilton Spate. You know who's not even in it? Shane Morris. Yeah, we knew Shane Morris was, and it was always between, you know, Spate, Malzahn, and the other guys. Morris was never playing. How's he looking up at Central, by the way? They switched the whole offense, by the way. It's going to be exciting. Just for him? Did they finally manage to hang on to an offensive coordinator? Yeah, they brought in the guy that uh, was let go from Northern Michigan. Perfect. Yeah, it'll be really good. Yeah, wasn't he, like, uh, assisting a high school or something? I don't think that report well, is what's accurate. What's the difference between that and Central? Well, one has some prestige to it, and the other one is Central. <laughs> just saying the post-Cooper Rush era is going to begin in so, earnest on April 22nd. So you're I'll saying, see you guys there. You're saying there's no difference between the Bessemer Speed Boys and Central Michigan University? Well, no, I'm saying I would actually go to a Bessemer Speed Boys game. Uh, Central's bringing back a lot of skill players on offense. You know offense. there's a high school team in the northern Michigan. Their, their team's called the Nimrods, right? Keep yeah, an yeah, eye yeah. on Corey Willis, let me tell you. He's from Holland. Good player. You know who's going to be interesting to watch, Greg, is, mm. sen- is Western Michigan. Oh, oh, that'll be great. I don't even know when their spring yeah. game is. They're going to start a little Flacco. <clears throat> oh, everyone will be tuned into that. It's going to be great. It's, it's a real really school. must watch television. That it's school has football. elevated the Mac to the next level. It's real football, Drew. It's not fake football. No, it's not fake football. It's, right. it's an actual school. They play in a great stadium. Their fans show up in, in droves to support them. Yep. They get game day. There's not people wandering on their campus wearing, like, I don't know, Michigan or Michigan State clothes. Right. They're not wearing stupid row-the-boat stuff either. <laughs> Minnesota's so that's, stupid. That's so dumb. <laughs> row-the-boat's the dumbest thing ever. Whoever bought into that crap? I did. Oh. <laughs> so, but now it's so dumb. Now it's just so <laughs> dumb. It's the dumbest thing ever. Row-the-boat. Pshaw. Give, give me a break, Nimrods. Rowing the boat's almost as dumb as going to Central. <laughs> Fantastic university. Go fire of, up chips. Full of people who achieve great things in the world. You like know, where? one of our one of our bosses was explaining how he has a degree from Central, and I, I joked, I was like, yeah, his degree from Central is just to hire other people from Central. Oh, that's true. It happens all the time. Some of the best. <laughs> all right, well, the spring game Saturday. We're going to get our first glimpse at the new-look Spartans. Uh, I'll be watching to see who's not on the sideline. Jim and Drew will be watching to see who actually shows up. And goes through practice on TV. You're going to watch practice. I want to see the depth chart, baby. We're talking about practice. He won't release one. Oh, no, but you could draw some conclusions. Okay. And I'm going to draw a ton of them on that Monday. Jim's okay. just going to be drawing. It's going to be a lot of drawings and artwork. Nope. So the walls are going to be plastered. It's going to look like a beautiful mind in here. All right. Well, we'll get a full report on Monday. Tomorrow we'll talk more about it, though, okay? Uh, have a great night. Thanks for listening to Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. We'll see you again tomorrow right here at 3 o'clock. Thanks for listening. Have a great night. It's Greg, Big Drew, and Jim. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.